Hang on, let me make sure it's recording. Hey, it's the Rebel Taxi Pizza Party Podcast, and Nolan is missing. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. But hey, we have... Who are you people? I'm Jim. I'm Stav. I'm Gary. And, and Gary's back. If anyone remembers Gary, who are you, Gary? Hi, uh, my name is Gary. Uh, I am a screenwriter, and uh, I work on a show called Failing Upward that's been in development for a while. We're still working on it. But uh, I've got some exciting news today, so whenever we're ready to talk about that, I'll, I'll be down. We'll get into the news soon, but uh, the next video is going to be a review on an episode of the Mega Man cartoon from the 90s. Cool. Do you guys, did you guys ever see the Mega Man cartoon? Super Fighting Robot. Yep. It's one of those shows that came on before all the Saturday morning cartoons. It does not hold up very well. It's Wait, at 6 a.m.? Yeah, it was like a 6 a.m., oh. 7 a.m. show. That's f- straight up hardcore Saturday morning cartoons. If you're like, I was watching the pre before it said like Fox Kids or ABC Family. Exactly. Yeah. That's uh, okay. that's hardcore. I, that no one's going to uh, test how much you like cartoons if you, well, if you know that say, shit. I was going to say like technically if it aired, I mean it's still in the morning. So oh, it's sure. still technically a Saturday morning cartoon. No, it is, but there's a difference. It's between, syndicated. It's not part of the block. Yeah, if yeah. it's not part of the block, it's like it counts in your heart, but it corporately it doesn't. <laughs> In your heart of hearts, you know it's a Saturday morning cartoon. It's like, you know, it's Saturday. It is morning. Technically, it is. But they're not going to have the bumps when they have, like, Eek the Cat next to the tick. You know, Mega Man's not going to be there. He's not, unfortunately. That and then um, I remember Mega Man playing side by side with an Inspector Gadget uh, sequel called Gadget Boy. Uh, Yeah, not, not, not. Not one of moments. Sounds like 6 a.m. to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, like, I remember Beast Wars and Sailor Moon airing during that. Yeah. No, I Steb's, Steb's right. Uh, that, that was definitely there, like, before Fox Kids came on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching the Mega Man cartoon, which this was my first exposure to Mega Man. And it, it aired on a Fox Family, which was later known as ABC Family, which is now known as, I think, the CW. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's, it's it's known as uh, what are the freeform? I think they changed it to. That's what it's called, freeform. They changed it again. Yeah, it's called freeform now because my girlfriend and I uh, just we were watching one of the Harry Potter movies and it just said freeform on the bottom. I'm like, what the hell is that? But uh, yeah, this was my first exposure to Mega Man and also Mega Man Legends, which does not hold up at all. Ooh, I think some uh, people might be angry oh, about that. It's true. I mean, have you like go? Boot up your PlayStation 1 and, like, try to walk around in that game. Basically, you walk forward with the the D-pad, and you to rotate, you hit the L and R buttons like a tank. It's so... It is so broken by today's standards. Well, it's a different time back then. Everyone was still trying to figure out how to not be Super Mario 64. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, things like Tomb Raider, everything with that tank controls, they just don't hold up, but... You, did you guys see the cartoon and remember how horrible it was? I I will say the cartoon, like, I don't want to even say it tried, but, like, they did 
incorporate things that I wouldn't normally think they'd incorporate into like a, a video game adaptation. Like they did bring X in at one point. Oh, I remember that. Oh yeah, there was a, there was a time travel episode where X came back and Mega Man was useless because they're from the future, so they have better medals, so he can actually <laughs> fight with them. Yeah, it's I, weird. I recently watched that. They included different continuities. Well, just the X universe and the original NES universe. Surprisingly, <laughs> I the one thing I hate about that show, I hated the design of the characters. They all look so clunky and like rushed like they didn't even try yeah i mean like originally there's the there's a pilot video available online uh, like a test footage showing that it was supposed to be in the style of the video games like that japanese looking style where he still looks like a boy and they look like the characters from the games but apparently focus testing made them change it because the kids thought he doesn't look cool make him look like a superhero (laughs) like the x-men cartoon yeah you know what i i think everybody can take um like a word, like those focus groups and the people who run them could take a, you know, advice from Craig McCracken's focus group for Powerpuff Girls, like where the kids just hated it and they put it on air anyway. Yeah. Because like, I think, I don't know, I feel like if it would have found its audience, like the oh. people who really loved Mega Man would have loved that. It would have loved that. Speaking of Powerpuff Girls, uh, I did listen into the previous podcast and there's like a little bits of piece of me where I want to actually like start speaking out loud to a recorded footage. Mm-hmm. That was embarrassing. Why are you guys listening to me? But um, uh, you guys, because I think one of the complaints you guys had was that it looks very much like Clarence, yeah. the background characters, and that's because Bob Boyle is the super, uh, the 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 producer. He's essentially in control of everything, oh, and oh. he's currently uh, the producer for Clarence, as well as this like little square character. I think Frederator owns. It's uh, like a long tail. Oh, um, wow, what Wubsy? Yeah, so it's the same guy who created that is now running both Clarence and Powerpuff Girls. Mm, yeah, when you say Bob Boyle, I think about that one kid from Fairly Odd Parents. This is my Bob Boyle. <laughs> <laughs> that character is based on him, I believe, but uh, uh I'm, gonna need, I'm gonna need verification on that, Pen. <laughs> well, he if he worked on Wow Wow Wubsy, that's Frederator, and so is Fairly Odd Parents. So you know, I think yeah, that's what it is. All right, I mean, okay. And it was said on the internet, so it's automatically yeah. true. Oh. It has to be. Oh, I, for, I forgot that rule. So, Stan, yeah. how do you feel about the new Powerpuff Girls reboot? Uh, I love the intro. <laughs> yeah, the intro's good. <laughs> the, oh, yeah. I actually, uh, there was, okay, so they, I, I found out the show's animated in Toon Boom by a single frame. It, it, it like, popped out to me. There's, like, a, uh, it's being shared a lot. It's, like, a part where, it like, Blossom looks like a Cyclops. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, which is really upsetting because, well, at first I thought that was a still frame. Like, that was on screen for a while. That way people notice. But it turns out it's an in-between that's on the screen for, like, one twelfth of a second. So it really does not matter in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. But um, it turns out – so how I know it's Toon Boom is the technique they use there is um, the circle for their heads is a mask for any of the elements for their head. So what they what they just have is their flat head looking straight at the camera, and then they just move it closer or like in one direction to the other to make them look like they're looking in a way. And so all they did was translate the uh, face. And so uh, you get that weird awkward in-betweens because of it. And if you look back at the old production models for the Powerpuff Girls, um, that's inaccurate. Like that is not true to their designs. Um, it's really upsetting because the eyes should never touch the head if they're looking from the side. Mm. They, the uh, One eye should always be centered and the mouth doesn't t- connect to the body either. And um, it's just like uh, it's so frustrating. So like before when I thought it was one still frame – I got really pissed off because, like, they're not even, like, you know, like, it looks like an intern did it. <laughs> oh. But it's only one-twelfth of a frame. I'll include an what? image of, like, the, uh, what we're talking about in the description. 
But mm-hmm. uh, to to make it to simplify what Stev said, uh, basically the Powerpuff Girl's head is essentially like a hole, and yeah. underneath is just the eyes, and they can just move around the eyes, but they'll be still be under that circle. So that's why there's a little glitchiness. So there. anything anything past that circle basically gets deleted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's uh it was uh, me and Joltoid were talking about it because uh, Joltoid's been using Toon Boom for their Pip and Pap cartoons, and it's the exact same car- like technique. It's it's really easy, but at the exact same time, it's like one of those things where okay, it's awesome, it speeds up production, but at the exact same time, at what cost? Yeah, like the animators are clearly because this uh, that frame should not have been there, even though it was in between and it was a quick little thing. It would only take like two seconds to move the eye over just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And be perfectly fine. Yeah. Is it like what they do with movies where they release footage that isn't completely finished, like to air, just to do it as a preview? Was it something like that? Or is that the actual footage that's going to be on the show? Has it actually aired yet? Because no. all I've seen no. is clips. Then it's it probably unfinished. Because that happened with, uh, if you saw that people are doing side-by-sides with the Jurassic World trailer, and you could see the effects get better and better by each trailer. And I don't know, obviously, TV animation is different than feature films but i was just wondering uh, i know that there's a certain deadline for things that like if they don't get it done and submit it to them like at a certain point they get feed like the mm-hmm. the, the network charges them uh but for this one it's most likely these are unfinished things that might be changed mm-hmm. but also judging by how impressive that intro is i would not be shocked if a couple of these first set of episodes some of the budget went to the intro and so these are weaker mm-hmm. yeah cause uh, the- i don't know i feel like tv has a a pretty uh, uh, big history that would disagree with that. Most intros are better than the actual show. Yeah. Again, Get that's partially that because intro and stuff like that. Like it, the quality difference is astounding. But I, 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 I'm kind of upset because like um, the girl, the 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 woman who designed the uh, the girls for this, uh, Cheyenne Curtis. I I really like her art. She did a lot of the character design for Star versus the Forces of Evil. And it just seemed like a natural fit for her to do Powerpuff Girls because, like, if you look at those two shows, they, you know, Stars obviously has some kind of, uh, you know, take some kind of cue from Powerpuff Girls in certain aspects. Uh, but I, something between, you know, the initial pre-production and the final product must have happened because, like, the art bothers me, but I can get over it. The writing is what bothers me the most. I, the short with the lunchroom. That one, like, bubbles... I don't know what they're doing with that character. Like she does. Like I know the whole joke is that she's a sports commentator, but like I just don't see her. Like I feel like it would be the right other way around. Like Buttercup would be in that role. And okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. So that one has another issue. Okay. There's two things I do want to bring up about Pop of Girls. Um, the first one is about that one. It's the they the girls were never intentionally destroying stuff. Yeah, and in this one, they they like uh, Buttercup literally destroys a bunch of stuff just to try to prove her point that she mm-hmm. can make this goal. And now, uh, and someone in one of the comments on YouTube mentioned that like that was kind of the defining difference between my my life as a teenage robot and Powerpuff Girls when it comes to destruction is that the girls are never doing it on purpose and it's usually accidental. And this one it, that that kind of ruins their character uh, in a way. Yeah. And then my other problem is. Um, the standards for TV are completely different now when it comes to violence. Yeah. And a lot of the impacts do like in the previews do not work because you can't make them impactful. There's not going to be any blood. There's not going to be any real hard punches. And 
that believe it or not, that's a big part of Powerpuff Girls. Mm, I, Wait, it's it's gotten stricter since the nineties. I mean, I thought we can get away with a lot more now. Yeah. I, well, no, wait, wait. I said violence. A lot of the like more adult content, or like Steven Universe, when you have like LGBT, and oh, that wasn't the right acronym at all. <laughs> LGBT? Did you say? Yeah. I think I think you just said lasagna. <laughs> Uh, but like you know, the, the, there's definitely more adult content when it comes to them. But as far as violence goes, you can't really show impacts. Um, I know that s- some blood they, they might be able to fight for it, but like I think this is gonna be really toned down in comparison to the previous one. And the whole point was cute cartoon characters doing really brutal things. That was the so fun part. It's harder to is it's harder to do violence now as it was 20 years ago. It's weird yeah. how the, the mean, pendulum huh. has shifted too because like it used to be like, you know, like Steph pointed out, like it used to be like very much uh how like you could show a lot of violence but you could you had to work around the sexual jokes. Now you can kind of outright do sexual jokes but you have to work around the violence. That's yeah. in, that's interesting cuz you have Netflix and you have so many ways kids can see that stuff. So it's like weird that that's still a sticking point. Well, I mean, yeah. But like, have I you guess, ever noticed in, go oh, ahead. I guess that would apply to like a TV Y seven shows. Cause like symbiotic Titan and the star mm-hmm. Wars, the uh, the clone wars were all PG and they, they got away with a lot of weird oh, yeah. brutal stuff. But it, there's also that whole like uh, not hitting humans. Um, there's Ooh, a lot of no, like symbiotic tenant hit a lot of humans. Like I remember Lance just beating the shit out of humans. Well, wait, is that why there hasn't been as many uh, action animated shows? Because it's so much no. harder to deal with violence. Okay, it was just. I mean, I'm just guessing. The reason why there's less um, fighting shows and action shows is that they usually tend to be more plot oriented, where like things progress. Uh-huh. And uh, it's very difficult for repeat viewings for people like a, a comedy cartoon. People can randomly watch any episode in any order because there's no bearing on like actual per, like, you know, storyline. And so those repeat viewings like SpongeBob, Teen Titans Go, et cetera, et cetera. Those ratings could stay consistent uh-huh. versus like a show like Steven Universe, which is more plot oriented. Once you watch, once you're caught up. Uh, a lot of people don't tend to go back and rewatch old episodes when it's airing on TV. It, there's a difference between, like, say, you you bought the episodes on like uh, Amazon or something, and you're going and binge watching them all the way through huh. again, versus like randomly watching a TV show. Like, oh, here we go. Actually, that's a that's an interesting point because I think like regular show and Rick and Morty are two shows that have a plot going on throughout it, but you don't mm-hmm. necessarily need to know it to enjoy each episode. I mean, some episodes are exceptions, but for a majority, you can just kind of come in and watch a regular show or a Rick and Morty. And it's interesting that those shows popularity has like been fairly consistent throughout their runs. You know? I, I, Maybe that's why. I, I think, um, I think there are other reasons at play here too. I think action shows in general cost more money to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also think that, you know, when you put an action show out, it, it, you know, as we've seen before, like a lot of its success is based on how well toys sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, if those toys aren't selling, then, you know, the show's kind of a bust. So, like, that, I think a lot yeah. of these people are like, well, you know, comedy's easy, com- which it's not. So, like, and they'll, <laughs> they'll just, just <laughs> they'll, they'll put something out and be like, oh, kid, kids are dumb. They'll laugh at this. Well, it's also that, you know, if you have an action show now, you're competing in store space with, Star Wars, Marvel, mm-hmm. DC, and all these other things. And when in the 90s or the 2000s, you had Spider-Man and maybe the 
X-Men movies, and that was kind of it in terms of action figures. And it's like a lot tougher of a market to crack. Oh, yeah. If, if you have a, like a small show on cable that like most of your audience doesn't know yet, it's not going to take off. So that's probably a majority of why most of the action shows are – already proven properties and now. Jim pointed out something very, very depressing because if you walk into a toy aisle, toy aisle today, you know, it's not nearly as colorful as it used to be because no, you, had it's all, not. you had all of these different shows with weird action figures with a huge color palette. Now you walk into a, uh, you know, a toy aisle. It's kind of like orange, blue, uh, you know, you, sepia tones, stuff like are that. Are you sure? Because like, uh, have you been into a toy aisle in the I mean, last month? I'm a grown man, so I don't hang around toy stores, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> oh, if I'm, I only go if I'm like in Target, that's, and I'm yeah, like, that's I'll walk hard. by it. That's about as far as I go into that. No joke. I've 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 seen one of my coworkers at the school I teach, uh, like another instructor, more at Toys R Us than I have seen him at the place that I work at. <laughs> but uh, uh, like for example, Power Rangers, Power uh, a lot of the um, Power Rangers and something else I forgot what, but they've been like doing really colorful packaging. Mm-hmm. Like it's like red and neon green, and they even have like ten different colored Power Rangers at this point. They have like uh, <laughs> granite Power Ranger, Look which is a fantastic. silver ranger, and they have a purple ranger, and they have a um, a Sion. They have like four. They have three blues. They literally have three blue Power Rangers. <laughs> Turquoise, sea foam, and blue. <laughs> and then and then the Transformers cartoon, as terrible as it is now, the robots in disguise. Um, it's got really colorful characters as well. Mm-hmm. Like. So th- th- there, there is colors. Uh, I, I know that's not what, that wasn't exactly your point, but uh, th- they are trying to make brighter colors. The problem is that brighter colored toys also look very low in the production quality. Like the 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 new Transformers toys just look really like cheap because they are super colorful. Versus uh, maybe the- maybe it's not so much color then. Maybe just the variety of different styles within a toy aisle. You mm. know, is drastically no, that, different. That that has changed because like in the. 90s, you'd have Street Sharks, Ninja Turtles, oh. X-Men, Batman. You'd have all these things. Beast that, like, Wars. Yeah, well, like, even if they were dumb shows, it would be, like, it would be cool to just look at the toys when mm. you were a kid. And even, like, and not just because you're a kid and you're into toys. Like, now when I go by and go, oh, cool, they made a figure of that lady from Thor. That's, that's cool. <laughs> those, I gotta just say, like, those, those I Marvel figures look atrocious. They're not good. It's, like, I kind of feel like also because action figures aren't what they were. Yeah, uh, I don't know a dick about toys really, but it's just like it's not the market it was, and now it feels like people are more into what are those things with the big heads that they make a thing out of everything. Oh, pop, pop, pop yeah, it's, it's it's like I bought the Spider Man one because I thought it looked cool, but like they've made so many, it's like God, guys. Like, I I like that. them for certain things, like I I like the Star Wars ones, and then I uh, like there are ones I want them to make. I I really want them to do Kevin Smith like View Askew Universe ones. I think those would be good. What? But, do they, like, they haven't? Do, yeah, they don't. They don't have them yet. They, um, do they have? I think they might have Jane Silent Bob. Yeah, maybe. I know they yeah. just did. But I want my mall rats. I want my Brody uh, pop vinyl. Well, I want. I want them. I want the Kevin Smith, the Jane Silent Bob, so that when I die, someone can take a picture of my grave with them crying next to it. <laughs> 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 How many celebrities have they done that to? It's really funny. <laughs> but um. Ah, shit. Uh, but jumping back. Oh, the, um, real quick. You know they have YouTuber toys now? Yeah. Tube heroes. You can get like a Sky Does Minecraft figure. Uh, yeah, they're awful. Like they, a, oh, so, okay, I'm not, they should make pan pizza toys. I'd buy one. I would totally buy a pan pizza toy. I would I would want that. If I had a, like, if someone could make a hat, that'd be great. But, um... <laughs> 
I don't know these YouTubers, I mean, these uh, Let's Players at all. I don't watch Let's Plays, but I I don't know. I'm just watching TV and there's just this commercial for for these tube heroes of like knockoff Minecraft characters, but they're designed like these famous Let's Players. And I don't know, they always come off as creepy. Like one of them says, hi, I'm Mr. Sparkles and welcome to Tube <laughs> Heroes. Who are the Tube Heroes? The world's greatest digital heroes. No capes, just all the power of the digital verse. They are true Tube Heroes. Hi there, it's me, Captain Sparkles. You can visit TubeHeroes.com. Ask your parents first, not just heroes, Tube Heroes. Uh, <laughs> so, so the reason why they look like my, uh, well, they're all Minecraft Let's Players because the the company that's making those also has a license to Minecraft <laughs> and the uh, Tatera, Tataria, whatever. So they've been they're strategically they try to make them close enough all three brands so that if kids wanted to, they could play with all three of them together and it's not too clashing. Yeah. You know, I'd like to. Uh, a couple months back, uh, they had a bunch of subway ads for YouTubers. Um, so I'd go into like, you know, I'd go into the New York subway and stuff like that. And I'd see like stuff for like nerdy nummies or like epic rap battles. And I'd really oh, yeah. like to see, I'd really, really like to see like the reports about how those, uh, impacted, uh, you know, views, because I can't imagine them working very well. No, I don't, I don't think they did. Cause most people, cause, uh, I also am in New York and when I, I take them and they'd be the epic rack battles and anyone who knows I'm on YouTube would be like, so is that what that's what YouTube's like? And I go, no, it's not. Just let's get on the subway. Just don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> like or Michelle Fan, they were really pushing her. Like I guess it was like almost two years ago now, yeah. and she was like on every so you just a subway would pull up and be a big pick of her like putting on mascara or Gray or uh, Grace Helbig. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, it was like a lot of them, and it was kind of like. Well, the weird thing apparently about that is if you have a deal with another company, YouTube will not do that advertising campaign with you. Like if there's certain companies you have a deal with, YouTube's like, eh, we're not going to do it. Um, so you have to have like – there's some deal with like – if you have deals with like another company, like a Discovery has deals with other YouTube channels and stuff, they won't do it. But if you're – if you just have endorsement deals, they'll do it with you. Well, not some, to, or not something – I don't know exactly. So nobody not, not to harp on this too much, but like this – kind of advertising really started with Polaris and stuff like that. Like when I noticed Polaris come around and become like a big network, I was like, oh, okay. So they're trying to push it to the mainstream because you'd see like Game Grumps do like a like a behind the scenes with Guillermo del Toro and stuff like that. And like it just – I don't know. Like it's, uh, it's, to very, clarify. it's jarring. It's kind of jarring. Like well, it's, it's just so you know. Those two things cross over. Mm -hmm. But uh, Polaris is owned by Maker who is owned by Disney. There you go. Okay. That's good. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I don't I never thought those YouTube ad campaigns had anything to do with helping views or subscribers. I thought it just was to show look how big this person is. <laughs> That's to me like Yeah, they would put their sub count on on the poster. Yeah, because well, it or the sub count would they show it evolving like getting bigger on the TV ads. And same with who's the lady who says she's superwoman? Which, by the way, I don't know how you don't get sued for that shit, but whatever. Um, who was her? Who was? What's her name? I don't know. And she does a bunch of impressions of her dad and stuff, and she's like, sounds enthralling. She's, she's Indian or I something. No I don't. Anyone's talking? Yes, about. I don't. But she like she had ads all over New York, and I was like, I was like, man, I wonder how many, how many views or anything you get. And supposedly, like I read, it wasn't at least with her. It really didn't advance her much it just brought the awareness 
awareness to more people who don't watch YouTube. But it didn't really just because you're aware of something doesn't mean you're actually going to watch it. Yeah, I don't think the people who aren't watching YouTube already are going to watch YouTube, to be honest. No, it didn't seem to bring over that many people. And the thing with Internet marketing is I've tried doing flyers and obviously I didn't have the money that those people do. But it kind of you get a little burst when they first go up and then nobody gives a shit. Like it just it doesn't work for the internet it just doesn't at all <laughs> so i guess if i go to uh, my local sushi place where they let people write on these uh dry erase boards on the wall i guess no one will go to my youtube channel if i, I advertise what? it on there have you, have <laughs> you, might, been, you might have a fan take a picture of themselves with your drawing or something <laughs> um, and tweet at you oh, have man. you done that I mean, I I don't know. There's this uh, local place called Lucky Sushi, and I just draw my draw Pan Pizza's head on there, and maybe some fan will see it and post it to me. So yeah, if anyone well, knows so a place called Lucky Sushi, look for my Pan Pizza head written on the walls. So so basically, you're doing the regular show method where you're making the smallest advertisement as possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you, what 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 role do you get? Uh, hmm, well, what usually. Fuji, or I guess they call it Lucky. Anything that's fried, I like. Oh, okay, cool. Sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to know. So I ran into a couple of your fans. Uh, so last podcast, I was at uh, Anime Crossroads in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and I was I was boothing. And, like, I had two people come up to me uh, for you specifically, Pan. Oh, no. So, were they so like... I can't say anything about them because they listen to the podcast. Were, were they just like, <laughs> fuck you, Steph, where's Pan? Uh, there was one guy that uh, he was like unintentionally rude. Oh. <laughs> like I don't think he meant it. And then uh, the other one was a cute girl. Uh, yeah, was she goth? Ooh, ooh, she was not goth. Well, thanks for nothing. <laughs> that man, Stev, 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 you could have had dibs. Why didn't you shake on that? Don't, don't, no, don't talk like that. Oh, oh no, I didn't mean like. I, I meant it in a like like. Get out of here. I don't know where I meant Go. it. Let's move on. <laughs> it's 2016, man. I don't know. I want to I want to bring up something from the previous conversation about the um, connected narratives versus one-off episodes. Mm-hmm. Um cuz it's relevant right now. Did you see it uh, did you see it pan where uh, Greg McCracken kind of like made like an open statement about how the second season of Wander Over Yonder had um, had a reoccurring plot line. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, that was something he wanted from the very beginning. But the network was like, eh, no, let's do this uh, thing that actually makes money. Yeah. Uh, let's, and then uh, he experimented with it for the second season and uh, fans loved it. Um, but apparently we'll get into uh, that. Okay. <laughs> so, let's get, you want to get into the news? Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. next video is going to be Mega Man, a review of a Mega Man episode regarded as one of the worst, and it involves furries. Oh, topical. This is CNN. Wonder over yonder, canceled. Dun dun dun. So, so uh, what were you going to say? Oh, oh, no, that was it. I was just saying. <laughs> oh, he, made, well. he made a post, like basically stating that um, he. He, he wanted to do a you know a overarching plot like he wanted to have a continuity with the show and the network turned him down and then they gave like after the first season did well enough they gave you know when they spotlight him he's like hey can we do this he compromised he apparently did a um, like every two episodes or something there was a recurring plot line with uh, a female villain yes. 
And then, um, and then there's like apparently the next stretch of episodes are going to be not anything remotely like the previous ones. They're like uh, one-offs that have like they have like small messagings of the plot similar to Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. but like that's it. But apparently he was talking about the third season and how they might do something completely new. Guess not. Uh, well, it, that's weird since Gravity Falls, they mainly advertised it for having a continuing storyline. Yeah, Star is very much the same way. Uh, although, I think with Star, um, the problem, I, I, I think they're trying to experiment, uh, I guess, on a, on a more regular basis. Because, like, there were, where there were canon episodes of that show, but there's a lot of one-offs. And the one-offs are kind of, like, the worst of the show, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know what they're thinking. Like, it's, like, clearly, like, you know, these creators know how to do canon spines, but it seems that Disney doesn't want them to. Yeah. That's lame. Yeah. Well, I think with Wonder Over Yonder, Disney was hoping for another Foster's Home or Powerpuff Girls. Because, like... Greg McCracken isn't really known for ongoing storylines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, both those shows were. Re- am I think is there another one, or did you just do the two? Uh, uh, no, that's it. Yeah, so that so Ronda is his third show, so I can kind of see where they're like, nah, just kind of keep doing what you know, you know, just uh, keep playing around that the same yeah. uh, sandbox. Yeah, but I what? guess uh, Wonder Over Yonder wasn't really all that popular. Like, nobody was really talking about it until, like, uh, Lord Dominator shows shows up, this one girl villain who is yeah. great. <laughs> well, isn't that, like, most shows, though? Like, the Six Ranger, the Green Ranger that comes in, like, that's when the show's interesting yeah. for a lot of people? Uh, I mean, like, Gravity Falls was, like, hit the, you know, hit the ground running. So maybe they were, maybe they had expectations in place for you know, what they wanted out of the show. Let's get Star was the same way. Star was renewed for a second season after its first episode. Um, so, like, I, I think they just have their expectations really high, which is a shame because I think a lot of people were talking about Wander, but maybe not specifically about the characters or the plot. When I when Wander was brought up to me, a lot of the people were talking about how good the animation was, and it, it is really good. That show is yeah. insanely well-designed and, and looks beautiful. I was watching it on, like, a really good HD TV the other day, and it was like, wow! Like they put so much effort into the backgrounds, into the character movements, into every last little thing you could possibly imagine, and it was really g- gaining ground on that front. But I guess if people aren't, you know, like shipping characters, then it's not a success. Yeah, well, well, that doesn't really matter exactly. Like the internet culture and like the kids who actually watch the show are two different things. Otherwise, Teen Titans Go would have been canceled by now. Yeah, like, nobody. People ship that Raven and Beast Boy all the time. Yeah, but you know, like what kids watch. It's not big like Adventure Time or regular show online. Nobody really likes Teen Titans Go. Well, I feel like people, <laughs> like they make it out to be much bigger than it is. They say it's your new favorite show. They play <laughs> it over and over again. I mean, it's like SpongeBob it's, level of ratings, which I don't know if they. Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's painful. It's that and and uh, the new Scooby Doo. Do they even play that new Scooby Doo show anymore? Because that Not was really. in reruns for a while. No, I got moved over to Boomerang. Yay! <laughs> I like that one joke with Daphne and the sock puppet, and that was about it. And I I lost. I didn't hate it, but I, it was just kind of like well. It was different. I really like Mystery Incorporated. Yeah. I really enjoyed Mystery Incorporated. Well, Mystery Incorporated was an amazing show. Like, I really like. I, I, it's hard to explain to people that like Scooby Doo had a good cartoon in the last like. It's five. like when Zombie Island came out. You're like, dude, no, Scooby Doo's real now. It's it's yeah. Deep. 
<laughs> it was I Mystery Incorporated was a great show. I'm yeah. sad that didn't get the acclaim it should have. Well, it, like it, it and Ben Ten both got the, the the worst death treatment ever, where they air it at like really early in the day to where kids aren't even home yet, mm-hmm. and they just aired every episode at once a, once a day on a weekday until they ran out. Both well, Ben it, Ten and Mystery Incorporated. It got that one. Um, what was it? That time the soup had a clip of Mystery Incorporated. That's how I found out about it. That's oh. because they had that clip where like uh, uh, they catch a monster. And they take the mask off, and it's like a teacher, and they're like, they're like, Professor Emmanuel Ruffalo. That's right. I was trying to scare people away from the sewers while I dug my way into the bank and got rich. But you've got a job as a teacher. Why do you need more money? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm butchering this joke, but it was like really hilarious. And I was like, man, if Scooby-Doo's like that, I want to watch it. But then it never got any, and that's the most media attention it got. And then we got, we got a John Cena movie. Like that's, you know, that's where we went from Mystery Incorporated, a John Cena Scooby-Doo movie. Yeah, they didn't really, they clearly, they care about Scooby-Doo making money, but they don't care about the brand. Yeah, well, that's Hanna-Barbera. They'll just like, they're like, uh, what can we do to make more money? Oh, Fred Flintstone enters a wrestling match. Yeah. Like, kids love wrestling, right? Oh, but that that, that uh, connects to a, a news report we got. Yeah, what's up? Because uh, Surf's Up 2 has been announced for straight-to-video, and it's going to be called Surf's Up 2, Wave Mania, starring Ed McMahon, John Cena, The Undertaker, and other what wrestlers I don't know. What wait, the fuck? Wait, yeah, wait, Ed, Ed McMahon. Yes. <laughs> that's hold on. That's the takeaway, guys. Don't talk about the rest of us. How'd they get Ed McMahon? <laughs> he showed up with a lot of money. <laughs> I'm not making this up. This is happening. Wait, is it? Yeah, look. There's fucking. There's like Ed McMahon dead. Did you mean Ed McMahon? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Am I, I don't know. Is that the guy who I'm talking about? I don't know wrestling. Look, oh, I'm you so- mean the announcer guy? Yeah. Oh, Oh. oh, yeah, Ed McMahon died in 2009. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Using all archive footage. That would it's be Sir Lawrence Olivier like they did in Sky Captain. Maybe oh, maybe shit. what they did is he recorded it a really long time ago. And he's like, like I want seven years after I die to be involved in the Surf's Up 2 sequel. And they're like, really? That's your legacy? Go, I really like Surf's Up, guys. I really like <laughs> I will record every word in the English language in different variations. That way you can piece together what my script is. There is no way that would not sound horrible. <laughs> I, I don't understand why they're doing this. Like, I okay, I saw Surf's Up. Yeah, let Ed McMahon rest. Okay. <laughs> You just put a microphone next to his grave and waited for him to talk. I'll I'll let this joke go. Sorry. No, like, I just, like, I I liked the first Surf's Up well enough. I thought it was a a decent animated kids movie. It wasn't anything more than that. I thought it was fun and was funny at times. But I don't understand the need for a sequel, especially when you're not going to get the voice actors back. I mean, I know that's not really a factor in general, but, like, there were a lot of big people in Surf's Up. Uh, Shia LaBeouf, John Heater, Zoe Deschanel. They're not uh, getting James Woods was in there. Like, it's, I just don't understand, like, I what's, uh, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm very frustrated by this news. I think the best part is they actually, the subtitle is Wave Mania. Like, they, they know, like, they actually look like the wrestlers. 
What is with uh, the wrestling thing, like, going into every, like, kids market right well, now? They're hitting it hard. Well, um, you know, the WWE is its, is its own entertainment network, so they're shoving their agenda into all the kids' faces with, like, Scooby-Doo and Flintstones and now Surf's Up. Were kids really into Surf's Up? I mean, what, Why is The Undertaker a surfing penguin? <laughs> no, that's the best part. They're all surfing penguins. Is, why? Why? Well, John Cena, I there. can almost see. John well, Cena as a surfing penguin, I could see, but like... Uh, uh, okay, first off, The Undertaker as a penguin is amazing. Well, yeah, The Undertaker as a penguin, but not a surfing penguin. Oh, oh I'm sorry. That, that's where you're I know, that's there. where I draw the line. Well, no, I say... That's appropriate because it is a surfed up sequel. If they weren't surfing penguins, that just would make no sense. Um, who's the guy on the left? All the way on the left. Oh, that that's Vince, Vince McMahon. McMahon. That's, oh, that's, okay. That's how we got into this. Oh shit! I said Ed McMahon. Whoops. So I know I I don't know much about wrestling, but I see Vince McMahon, John Cena, and the Undertaker. I don't know who the other two are. Is, is that like his like my son or, or what? I don't get it. Is that Brock Lesnar? I don't know. I think Ed McMahon and Vince McMahon aren't related. Oh. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm really disappointed it's called Wave Mania and not Wave-a-mania. Like, it's a little... Yeah. It kind of ruins the whole thing. Well, so, why can't they... Why why would they be surfers? Why wouldn't it be them wrestling? wrestling? It's this movie like that's, called Surf's Up. What do you want yeah, them to do? Yeah, but, like... Well, they're like... like <laughs> Jesus. I mean, is this going to become, like... I don't understand how this is all working. Like, what character? What's the continuity with the original Surfs Up? I, I mean, I mean, we, we I don't. Just, well, I guess we'll have to wait and rent it. Jim. Yeah, because it's uh, going straight to video. They're, they're really, sh- they're really trying to capture your imagination here. It's like, you know, there's probably not going to be a trailer. It's just this image is the trailer, and that's like. That's <laughs> I mean, to I'll say this: <laughs> this is this is a really good trailer. I mean. <laughs> What they should have done to make this a better trailer is had the Surf's Up original music played slower and sad <laughs> and then have it slowly build in our remembrance and then have like a really cool character give a monologue and then show the end fight sequence and then go coming 2016. Oh, man. <laughs> like what it should be is like at the like the movie comes out and the entire film is just a still image of this one exact image. For an hour and a half? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I mean... I would watch it. I'm saying right now. I'd see it in theaters. If it had a limited, like, two theater uh, dump out kind of thing, I would see it. Oh, yeah. I'll be there. I, I'm in New York. I'll go with you, Jim. Okay, we'll go together. We'll. Oh. It'll be a date. <laughs> Jim and Gary, it serves up too. <laughs> but hey, it's also uh, the animation is going to be done by Rainmaker Entertainment. Why does that name sound familiar? Uh, They're the ones that did the Ninja Turtle movie. Beast Wars. No, 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 that's uh, IG, but this is uh, Rainmaker uh, did Beast Wars, uh, Tony Hawk's Boom Boom Sabotage. Oh, okay. That's why, because Panthers. Oh, okay. We're getting the um, uh, Boom Boom Sabotage equivalent to Surf's Up 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Basically, man. Basically, that's what we're getting. More surfing montages. Skate, skate, skate. Oh, it's a surf, surf, surf now. Yeah. I will hope they wrestle while surfing. <laughs> like, like, on the Hello. wave. Like, 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 they have to, like, fight for the wave. Well, Steph, that's a guarantee. 
That's a guarantee. You just, you know, you don't even give them the board. They could, they could be surfing, and then a shark comes out, and they wrestle the shark, and then jump back on the board and win the surfing competition. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should Christ. do. Why is this a thing? I don't like. I just. I, I. I agree with Jim. I don't get the the wrestling incorporation to a lot of things lately. You know, I didn't until I thought about that shark thing, and now I'm like, I get it. They're just gonna wrestle sharks while surfing. This, <laughs> so this if, if you just predicted a scene from the trailer, I'm gonna just lose my shit when that pops up. <laughs> no, I'm okay, really I'm gonna lose my shit. I'm gonna admit I something. To- I wrote surfs up too. Oh, <laughs> and, and this was like every. I just kept copying and pasting every surfing sequence, and Vince McMahon was like, "That is brilliant, Jim. We're we're." Min- Making this movie, and that's how it happened. I really want to imagine a like a room of just business executives, and the WrestleMania the people come, and like there's no talking. They just put a picture of a shark being wrestled, and every it's just a slow clap. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and that, that's how they sold Surfs Up Two, the Flintstone movie, and the Scooby Doo movie. I really don't like the little bird in bondage gear. I really don't like that. <laughs> hey, well, I don't know. I think she, uh, never mind. I was going to say something inappropriate, but never mind. Pan, <laughs> is there something you're not Look, talking? I'm not a furry, but so, uh, next bit of news. Wait, hold on. Before we move on, I just noticed Vince McMahon isn't a penguin. He's an otter. Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, sorry. Anyway, moving on. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anything else to say about Surf's Up 2, Wave Mania? No, less the less the better. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I need to, maybe I should do like a video of all the all three of like wrestling th- those cartoons with uh, Scooby-Doo, Flintstones, and now this like a marathon. The now, wrestling so, wait, wait, I, I do have one more thing to say. Will the John Cena theme be in it? it How could it not? Be. What's the point in casting him? I mean, it's not... done on a ukulele though. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> no. Well, like, because that's a weird trend we got going on currently. Is like, so like, it always happens in threes. You have like the three wrestling movies, but then before that, we also had like this weird trend of old designs meeting new designs, like the Ninja Turtles, uh, Turtles Forever, Sonic Generations. Um, I feel like there's another one uh, that The Simpsons did it. Like uh, just this weird like trend of like newer versions of characters meeting the older version of characters, and but not in like tur- time travel. The turtles one, the turtles one was the best one. Oh, was- I, oh yeah, I yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. hated the turtles one. I think we talked about this the last time I was on the podcast. I thought it was kind of insulting that they made the original one so dumb. <laughs> kind of. Was. Oh, I I, I like that they they even had the comic in it, although it doesn't. They aren't like the comic at all, but I I liked I don't know, I liked it as a fan service thing, but I didn't like you know. It, it's no secret of the use. No, oh, of course. Oh. Well, Vanilla Ice wasn't in it, so yeah. it's not. Yeah. Okay, so we can all agree that Ninja Turtles 2 is the best Ninja Turtle movie. No. 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 Oh, come on, the Turtles One's the best. Come. Okay, one's fundamentally good story. I think number two is the more fun to watch. Like the, number one had that arcade place with all the smoking. Yes, and yes, Pan, Pan, Pan's got it. Pan. And then everyone became a donkey and were forced to work yeah. in mines. And then, yeah, it is. Oh, my God. I Holy thought I was shit. the only one who understood that. Cinematic you never, parallels. You yeah. guys never thought, like, when I saw it more recently, I went, holy shit, this is Pinocchio. It oh is pleasure. They turn into ninjas instead of donkeys. Like, because oh. instead of them being like, you know, you can smoke cigarettes and play billiards in the 90s, it was like, you can play video games and eat pizza. But they oh. but they show the billiards. There's billiards there. Oh, there's and billiards? Okay. Yeah. And there's oh, there. shit. Fuck. This is so <laughs> deep. Yeah, I didn't. I, I put that together years ago, and what? I didn't. Like, I didn't know anybody else had thought of that. 
No, it's. I think it's like if you've seen Pinocchio and Ninja Turtles in close proximity, you figure it out. You know. Yeah, I. That's it's. It, it is my. Oh, also, uh, Sam Rockwell is part of the Foot Clan in that. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, as a child. <laughs> yeah. Hmm, but uh, okay, next news. Okay, well, I just like to say the there's we have the fan chunk playlist. If you have any videos related to Rebel Taxi or the Pizza Party podcast, email them to me at rebeltaxi at yahoo.com and they can't just be some bullshit. It has to be something with Everett or something. But anyway, we have the fan DeviantArt and the fan Reddit yeah. all in the description. So next bit of news: um, Ice Age Five. Who cares? Yep, big, next. <laughs> big Hero 6 is getting a TV series for late 2016. We have no I'm idea excited. how it's going to look or how it's going to be animated, but whatever, yeah. Well, we've seen an image of Baymax. We know what Baymax it, looks like. Well, I mean, in the 2D, 2D form, we know what it like. Oh, it's going to be 2D? Like, yeah, did you not see the picture of the preview? I didn't see, I didn't know it was going to be 2D, no. Yeah, well, at least the, the image I saw with the newsletter about that was um, a 2D Baymax. It's got kind of semi, like... Not thin outlines like you see with most modern day cartoons right now, but it wasn't really thick outlines either. Mm. It, but um, it was really vectory looking, um, kind of cell shaded. Uh, uh, yeah, cell shaded ish. Oh, okay, uh, that's that's good. That's a step in the right direction for me. But did they? Why are they not doing a TV uh, sequel movie? I think they're like? doing both. Yeah, oh, yeah. they are. Because I know that merchandise sold real well. So oh, yeah. I guess that's why they're going to just. Continue. Those figures were great. I yeah. think they're going to try to do a, the equivalent of How to Train Your Dragon, mm. like how they had like oh. movies and business TV model. series. Good business model. With, but this is their variation of it. But Because um, it's interesting. I was thinking with Zootopia, Disney, Pixar now does more sequels than Disney does. <laughs> Isn't that sad? Ouch. Yeah. Uh, what I'm really looking forward to was I love Big Hero 6. I think it's a solid movie. Um, it suffers from originitis, like where it's just like it's so focused on the origin of Hero that you don't get a lot of time with the other characters. Yeah. Um, but with the series, I mean, like, I think all comic book things work better as TV shows because you can do kind of one off stories and still have continuity going at the same time. So I'm really excited to see where they take it. I really like I mean, like one of the things that I loved about Big Hero 6 was the San Francisco, uh, the San Francisco. Is that how you say it? Yeah, I know a lot of people were pissed off about it, but I thought the look of it was like beautiful. I thought like all of the little like quirks about it were great. Um, and I like the characters. I think a lot more could have been done with the characters in the first one. I I wanted to see more interactions with them all. They kind of just all this generic like, oh, let's all beat on Fred or like, you know, Go-Go's like the tough girl kind of thing. Like I, they just didn't really get enough into the characters, individual personalities. And I, you know, it might be a lot to ask from that from a Disney superhero movie. But like, I don't know. They just all felt like they had a lot more. Well, the the plot was too focused on Baymax and Hero was the problem. It, it might as well just be them only. Yeah, I didn't. Have I didn't it any other way? Yeah. You know, why did they have those other characters? It just felt like they were just kind of shoehorned into a, a script that. And was it's a shame because they're well someone. they're well de- they're well designed and funny characters. Well, not they're not too well designed because they pretty much look like the cast of Sixteen. <laughs> ah, that's a stretch, man. You know it's true. Like, look up the cast of sixteen. Look at uh, Big Hero Six. I'll take a look. I kind of see what you're saying, but like, it's, I, it's there. It's there. It, 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 like, obviously, if you put them two together next to each other, it won't look like it. But like, they I hit the same like surfer dude. Yes. Uh, fashionista. 
grunge girl and then uh, Asian girl with a with a, a highlight in her hair. Oh, by the way, I actually ran into someone oh, uh, that, that was Asian and had purple highlight. And I, and I was like, it does happen. It's not just in the movies. <laughs> Wait, Asian people or with highlight? <laughs> the purple hair streak. Oh, OK. The, the Asian Sorry. woman. Because um, like you see it so often in every movie that there's always like it's either purple or blue. Like there's always like a you know a cool colored streak in their hair with uh, Scott Pilgrim, um, the the Pacific Rim, Big Hero Six. Like it's just a really weird stereotypical trait for female. I've heard it's a cultural thing. I'm not sure. Okay, but I got really excited because I actually ran into a lady that had it. What did you put in your bingo cards? Like, yes, I found this this one in real life. Yes, <laughs> not that off the bucket list. I gotta find a, a bully that wears a Letterman jacket next. <laughs> what are you trying to find the cast of Spectacular Spider-Man in real life or something? <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for this though. I think it could be really fun. Yeah, um, I, I hope I hope they do well with it. And I I think the original voice cast is going to be pretty easy to get. Mm-hmm. So. Well, uh, T.J. Miller does tons of voiceover, and uh, everyone else is kind of relatively unknown. Can we, well, can we stop for a moment? T.J. Miller needs to stop being in live-action stuff because he's not good. He's well, uh, I disagree with you. Well, what about so he, was fun, he was funny in Deadpool, and he's funny on Silicon Valley. And he's, I, I haven't seen Silicon on. Valley, but Deadpool oh, is more awkward than anything. How dare you? Sorry, I but I, I didn't in, like him uh, in Transformers, and I didn't like him in this. Oh, Transformers, nobody's good in. <laughs> but I don't know. It's so far two strikes where I'm just kind of like, eh, I love him. I love him as Robbie on uh, Gravity Falls, and I love him in, uh, as Fred. I love his voice. I just, I don't know. Visually, I just don't think he's really that funny. I I love him on a. Oh. I loved him in a. I, I I mean, he he was in Cloverfield. He was the guy holding the camera in Cloverfield. Blood. Yeah. Yeah. So he was also in a. Was it She's Out of Your League? Which I thought he was like the funniest part of the movie. I remember seeing that. I'm like, I hope this guy takes off, and he did. So like. I, I've I've liked him. I don't I don't know. I don't see anything like offensively bad about him. I don't think offensive. I'm just like I'm I'm starting to see like him in movies where he's kind of like not the main character, but he's the best friend. and He's supposed to be witty, but like I I, I don't know. I just he doesn't like hit me. He, he doesn't tickle my funny bone. He wasn't even when he talked about an older avocado having sex with an <laughs> avocado. That I love the, my favorite line in the movie is where he's just like, I want to go with you, but I don't feel like it's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he's he's one of those guys where like just his timing is everything. Like yeah, uh, Mitch Hedberg, where it's like some of the jokes are like old Borch Belt kind of jokes, but he just delivers that in such a perfect way that you aren't thinking about it. You're just laughing. Yeah, look, Steph, look up the. Uh, it's a comedy bit he does about uh, how he had a he had like some kind of like brain issue where he had to be rushed to the hospital. That is one of the funniest bits of stand-ups I've ever heard. Like, it's so... I can't remember what it's... It's... it's I forgot what the, the, the series is called, but it's on YouTube. Just search T.J. Miller, like, brain aneurysm. Like, okay. it's it's hilarious. Well, be careful. That's a popular search item. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Big Hero 6, like, if you saw the concept art, there were so many ideas that they wanted to use, but they just couldn't fit into the movie. So, yeah. Like, that art better as a TV fantastic. series. Well, will, will they do bring in, like... Well, I guess they can't bring in a lot of the original comic. They'll get to go. No, I think the original comic's garbage compared to the movie. Well, the original comic has so little to do with the movie. Just Hero and Baymax, I think, were the only because they can't bring in Go and Fred and Oh, that's right. In it, but the problem was, and you know, it's funny that there were a lot of uh, like 
people were having problem with like with the fact that like you know the characters were whitewashed which i mean to be fair they are but at the same time like if you read chris claremont's like big hero six like he mm. has a such like a vague understanding of how to write like like yeah. japanese people like it's kind of insulting so i'm kind of glad they strayed away from it i can mm. understand people's concerns with it getting whitewashed but i think it was overall for the better well, because his- it would have been very hard to kind of like appease everybody Claremont's writing of uh, Asian culture, like when he did the Wolverine goes to Japan arc, that's like really good. Yes. But it's but it works better when he's an outsider looking in rather than him trying to represent a culture that he doesn't understand. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Because but he uh, the comic, the other problem with the comic is that it involves X-Men characters and Fox owns X-Men. So it gets into the whole like I'm sure a bunch of lawyers had to sit in a room all weekend and debate. How much of Big Hero Six Marvel? Because they did have that. They had a long legal argument over how to deal with Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch and what the terminology they could use and what they couldn't use. Like I'm not joking. They couldn't use the word mutant. Basically, yeah, they couldn't use the word mutant. They couldn't acknowledge who their dad was in the Marvel movies. Yeah, Um, and then in the Fox movies, they couldn't refer to themselves as Avengers. Yeah. They could, it was like, there's like, I wish someone would release the document on what studio can do what with each, but, but it's like, there was a whole defense because there are certain characters in the Marvel universe that are essential to one character and, and another one. And so they had to, and so when you buy like Spider-Man, you buy all the rights to everyone associated with him. Mm-hmm. And so then like Kingpin was one where they had to have an argument over is that a Spider-Man villain or a Daredevil villain, and who's he came out as Daredevil? He, he, yeah. they eventually did Daredevil, yeah. But they've like they actually do have legal, like they have, uh, I guess, what are they called? Not trials, but intermediaries or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. They have like a whole discussion over, which is so bizarre, over who gets that <laughs> toy in their sandbox. And I'd the love pre- to be the lawyer who has to deal with all this, because just the, the terminology you'd be using, it's like, uh, my client says you cannot use the character Maggot in Fantastic Four, uh, because yeah. that belongs to X-Men or something well, they, like that. They might, they could actually, if you read the comic, they could actually get Sunfire away from X-Men, because X-Men never uses Sunfire. Yes, exactly. And so <laughs> they, they, they could legally, I think they'd have the press. And I was going to bring up Anyway, that. this is... <laughs> Go ahead. This, this is super boring. Let's yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, I was going to bring that up that Tadashi, I think, is going to turn out to be Sunfire. That's hmm. what I think is going to happen. That's going to be Big Hero 7. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I like that. Hey, yeah. All right. So, Gary, you have any... Uh, <laughs> You have any news that you wanted to report on? Yes, I do, and I'm so glad to be talking about this. Uh, so, uh, for those of you f- who follow me on Twitter or whatever, uh, you know that I work, f- or I do some work for Troma, uh, Troma Entertainment, a uh, very long-running independent uh, production, uh, movie production company, uh, run by Lloyd Kaufman. If anybody's a fan of Angry Video Game Nerd, you'll know the Toxic Crusaders episode that Lloyd guest starred on. What about Lloyd Kaufman, creator of the Toxic Avenger? What would he think? Well, guess what? He's sitting here right next to me. Greetings from Tromaville. Lloyd Kaufman from fucking Troma is here. This is the first time we've had a creator here in the room. And Lloyd Kaufman is one of my favorite directors, nerd. Let me cut you off on that, but um, angry video game nerd fans hate that episode, but I loved it. I love it, too. I don't, like, even before I started working with Trauma, I love that episode. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, Lloyd, like, you guys going to be at any I guess if you know Lloyd, it's just, it's that much funnier. 
Um, but basically, uh, we're throwing our first animated film festival in New York City. Oh, sorry, I should say in Brooklyn uh, on April 30th at Lucky 13. It's called Trome Animated. Uh, and it basically, it's a festival for independent filmmaker, uh, independent animators to come off and show off their, their short films or whatever they have, what they want to put into the festival, uh, and meet each other. Uh, and yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be, like I said, April 30th at Lucky 13 Saloon in Brooklyn. Uh, guests we have so far include Maxwell Adams and John Dilworth. Uh, we, I just also, um, kind of in works to get Yukino Joe, if anyone's familiar with him to stop by. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I guess to put the cherry on top of it all, uh, when I was talking to Max about what he could bring to the festival, uh, dead meat was on the table, but, uh, he said he wasn't going to be able to get it done in time. So, uh, I had suggested that Max see if he can transfer the original, uh, Billy and Mandy college film to, uh, you know, to, to digital, like a, to a digital conversion of it and bring it to trauma. And, uh, last time I talked to him, we were pretty set on it. Like he had found the film and he had been working on it. So chances are, you're going to get to see that, uh, if you come, uh, if you cannot come, we are also going to be streaming the event live. Uh, we'll have times, uh, that, you know, you could check out, uh, for, for like a time frame uh, for you to check out. Also, um, as far as submissions go, uh, we don't have them open yet, but they should be open in the next week or two. Uh, you know, I guess the best thing to do would either be follow me on Twitter or follow me on Tumblr uh, to see when I announce that. Uh, but it should be coming soon. We're very excited. So is there an official site that people can follow for more information? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll, I'll yeah, aside from me, yeah, aside from me, you could go to uh, you could follow Troma on Twitter and Facebook. If you just search Troma, it should be Troma Entertainment. That's T-R-O-M-A. Troma Entertainment. Um, and yeah, that should be fine. And yeah, I just, I guess I'd like to thank uh, Lloyd Kaufman uh, for really kind of like letting me kind of start this up. It was really cool of him to just let me pitch it to him and we're doing it now. And uh, I'd like to thank John Brennan who uh, helped me uh, out with, uh, you know, setting it all up and getting the venue and doing all that. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, the, the Billy and Mandy uh, college pilot, the original pilot that has never been seen before, is going to be released because uh, Maxwell Adams just had it lying in a closet, still in a reel, like a a tape reel. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow. I, like I said, the last time I had talked to him, he said like I got it and I'm working on transferring it. But uh, I think we're gonna see it, and I'm very very excited to. Uh, yeah. So if you're in New York, Brooklyn area, uh, please stop by on April 30th. Uh, more information will be coming out soon, and yeah, and uh, also, I'm really, uh, really excited. Uh, you, you said the John Dilworth, the creative courage, the Carly Dog is also there. Yes, and oh, as wow. well as uh, he'll be airing uh, the fog. Is it the uh, Fog of Courage? I believe. Yeah, we'll be doing a special screening of that as well as a Q and A with both people. And like I said, uh, Yukino Joe has uh, agreed to come. We're just still working out specifics, but if you're familiar with uh, Blonick or you know Great the Show or anything he's done. Uh, you know, Beverly Falls, Beverly Falls. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, he'll uh, <laughs> most likely be there as well. And, uh, you know, more guests will be announced, hopefully. Um, oh, that's right. And we have a special introduction that I cannot give away. Uh, I almost feel like saying it just to have it censored. Uh, I, can I do that? Sure. I'll cut yeah. it out. Uh, we'll be doing the intro for the festival. And uh, as well as some, as well as a storyboard artist on Adventure Time. Um, Can I leave the Adventure Time part in? Probably not. Uh, yeah, I guess if people want to grasp the draws to see who it is. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, uh, so yes, uh, they'll be there uh, doing an intro. I've already edited it, and it's just, it's really cool that he did it for us, uh, or I should say they did it, because we don't know. <laughs> just cut that part out. It's really cool that they did it for us, uh, and, uh, you know, definitely thankful that we got them. So if you're in New York, go to that. But more info in the description. We'll have a link to uh, the Troma Film yes, Festival. Troma Animated is the name of the festival. Troma Animated Film Festival. Yes. And it's only April 30th. So. Only April 30th. I think we're going to try to do from 5 to 11, uh, 5 p.m. to 11 p.m., and then sometimes we have an after show. Uh, also, since it's a saloon, we're working on getting wristbands, so we make sure everybody can get in, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm yes. gonna try, I don't know if I can go, but I'm going to try to go to that. Sure, absolutely. Okay, yeah, so. I, that's awesome. I wish I lived that, in New York. That, that sounds really cool. I would like but to yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, we're also going to live stream it, so that 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 information will be up soon. Uh, the entire thing we're live streaming, all the the films, the panels, uh, all that good stuff. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stream. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So if you if you're just hanging out at your apartment, you can watch it. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's the goal. And uh, you know, I I definitely love animation, and this is this is something really cool to be involved with. And I think anybody who loves animation and independent animation, especially kind of stuff that doesn't get seen very often, is is going to be blown away by some of the stuff we have coming up uh, for Trauma in general. So we're very excited. Okay, cool. Is it possible for me to get a cut of the uh, Billy and Mandy pilot early? Uh, you know, that's probably going to be handed off to me in, like, a locked box that can only be opened at the very right moment. Goddamn. So, I don't know. Um, we're still working with Max. Uh, he's been very cool to work with, though. And, uh, I mean, you know both Max and John, so, yeah. like... You did your interviews with them. Uh, both insanely nice and and really supportive of, like... Everything uh, Troma does for young animators and, and people who are just starting out. Like, the whole point really is to kind of get uh, indie animation out there because I feel like, you know, it, unless you, you're, you're partnered with a bigger company on YouTube or you're, uh, you know, uh, to work in at networks, it's really hard to get your stuff out there. And we want to provide a venue uh, to really get it out there. All right. So, is that all for the news, I guess? Uh, Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, crap. The new Ghostbusters trailer came out. <laughs> Oh, hell no, the devil is a liar! Get out of my friend, ghost! Ow, that's gonna leave a mark! The power of pain compels you! Ow! Yeah. Yeah. Ghostbusters! I mean, what do you guys think? I don't really hate it that much, but I find a lot of the controversy. Like, I've heard people say, if you really want to see how disgusting modern society is, go on the YouTube comments on the <laughs> Ghostbusters trailer. Um, but it's like, I didn't think it was awful. It's just kind of a normal trailer. And most yeah. of the complaints I heard from people, I was like, it sounds to me like you're complaining about trailers, but like, I can't. Yeah. It's like when people, I see it a lot in older films they'll complain about all this stuff and i'm like that's just kind of classic hollywood so you can't just put all that on this trailer because it's just like the slow music at the beginning and i mean we still haven't seen the villain there's a lot of plot elements oh well not uh, we've seen him we've seen the villain quite a bit oh well that's true because the (laughs) toy thing no you're right we have seen the villain. i have no idea what's going on but yeah i didn't see the toys because i don't know spoilers to who the new ghostbusters villain is Skip to one hour, four minutes, 30 seconds. 
I guess, can we put a spoiler it, in here? Does it matter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, spoiler, the, the main villain, the big baddie, is going to be the logo. Which is kind of lame. What? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the ghost looks like the logo. What? Yes. What? According yes. to the toy line. <laughs> what the f- <laughs> What? Yeah. Yeah, this is- The logo? Uh, yeah. Oh my god, it's it's following the plot of the of the uh the Atari game. What the, what the fuck? <laughs> the, the logo is 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 integral to the plot. Wait, 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 wait. Gary's right. Oh my god. So everyone's saying this is not true to the original Ghostbusters, but no, they're going and they're taking pieces from the entire franchise. They're going deeper than you ever expected. Atari game. It's so weird the when logo? people say it. I mean, I find that hilarious, but it's like, what? What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the fucking logo is going to kill well, them? The go- to be more specific, the ghost in the logo. That thing's not very threatening. It's not. And that, okay. I could kick that thing's ass. So we're going to break this down okay, a little okay. bit. Imagine it with sharp teeth. Then it just looks like Oogie Boogie. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I don't know. That'd be funny if you just if it was literally the fucking logo. Like it's like imagine in uh, I think Superman two where Superman grabs his own Superman S on his chest and throws the S at, at Zod. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want I want the ghost with like a Captain American shield, but it's the 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 no. <laughs> well, I don't. I mean, did you think the trailer was that bad? I just don't. I no. I thought it was like there wasn't any like like oh my god it's hilarious parts but like I mean, it's, it's trailer syndrome you know like I, I think people are like I mean most of the bitching I heard about was like there's no practical effects I'm like yeah it's modern day well, movies actually um uh, yeah. the, some of the ghosts were actually uh well hang on I guess we should wait until Gary gets in yeah wait were they real ghosts. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> oh fuck what if they are if they got real ghosts that'd be cool oh my god. Hello? Hello, hello. There we go. There we go. We got him. Oh my god. The ghost broke everything. Yeah, they, even Skype was like a ghost logo. What? <laughs> Skype, that was that was just like my my uh my Hitler joke 2 weeks ago. <laughs> Overall the trailer was just eh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think um we talked about it a little before and I think the biggest problem I have is that the the characters are all kind of trying to be the funny one. And that's not, you know, if you, like in any kind of comedy, every character trying to be the funny one never really works out. You need different personality types to make a comedy work. Um, well, you the original, need contrast to have, you know, conflict. Exactly. Well, and it just looks like all of them, the conflict kind of comes from them doing dumb things like putting on a wig. And that's that's a joke that she puts on a wig. I mean, I didn't the think thing was that bad. That the joke. thing with that that trailer, the I mean, there are problems I can tell with that movie. Are um, I've thought with that movie for a long time, but with that trailer, I think the problem is is you can tell there's not a Venkman. There's yes. kind there's kind of a Egon and a whoever kind of. Whoever, there's a Ray. There's definitely the there's, over, like excited yeah, to yeah, help out person. Kind of yeah, there's like everybody, fine. but but there's not a Venkman, or at least you couldn't tell that from at least this point that was my biggest complaint too is that like uh the, the girl that's supposed to be playing that character that like because you know obviously femme egon femme I, I don't know their actual names yet i know no, betty no. 
Femme gone. Yeah, uh, so Femme, uh, Femme Peter doesn't have nearly as much charisma as Bill Murray does, and that's not Wait, fair because no one has that much. Who's supposed to be the Bill Murray yeah. part? That, that would be the skinny redhead. Kristen Wiig? Yeah, her. Really? Yeah, I, well, because yeah. okay, uh, Melissa McCarthy, that's uh, the bigger lady. That's Ray. She, yeah. She's Ray. She's clearly Ray about, like, we can help people. You know, like, she's the one yeah. pushing forward the, well, the, the heart of the group. The only thing that I found real interesting was uh, how many people were like, oh, well, Leslie Jones uh, is playing a stereotype. And I was like, "That's have you seen Leslie Jones on SNL? That's, like, how she that's acts. Her, that's her whole stick. Like, yeah, that's her. Like, I heard a lot of that. She's aware was, of it. Yeah, it was like she seemed to be being I was like, oh, that's Leslie Jones to me. And but the other thing is, I think people it's Paul Feig. And if you know Paul Feig movies, that seemed to me like a normal Paul Feig trailer. It was just less funny, you yeah, know, and like uh, the main thing I'm worried about with it is Paul Feig can't really direct action. Yeah, and that's that's a major concern of mine. But I am wondering how many of the people who are writing Facebook statuses on this trailer will even have an opinion when this movie comes out. Because it's like every time there's a trailer, there's a million opinions, and then the movie comes out and it like lessens to like a selected few who actually would pay to see it. I, so I'm, I'm wondering what it's going to be like when this movie opens. But I still – I don't think it will be that great, I mean, to be honest. Well, cause it, I'm still curious. It's really odd because a lot of people kind of like go for the like every everyone that has a criticism for it like 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 Angry Joe or whatever I've watched a couple of like reaction videos they're always like it's not because they're all female like they always have to like bring up that part and, yeah. and um because this movie already was gonna have criticism no matter what and one of those things is they tend to magnify as people hear some you know like if someone hears this bad movie they go they look at the trailer they they automatically think it's bad because they're, they're in the mindset that's going to be bad mm-hmm. um and like if this wasn't a Ghostbuster movie and we just saw a random trailer. It was a meh trailer. Yeah. Like I don't think it was yeah. like awful. It wasn't like you know uh, offensive. And then then at this point, everyone's trying to find something offensive about it. Oh, the Betty character. She's over. You know, she's she's not a scientist. She's she's a you know uh, she's a black stereotype, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Why can't the black lady be the scientist? But it's like this is supposed to be hitting parallels to the original movie. Meanwhile, we discussed this before. She does have some kind of knowledge of engineering because she knows all of everything about the New York City subways. Right. Like she's very intelligent in that. Like she knows like engineering at some degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And like, she's so, the reason they have a car, which is something they never explained in the original movie. And that's important to me. I think yeah, they bought I, it. I think that controversy is absolutely ridiculous because I feel like you haven't seen the movie. You don't know what she knows, what she doesn't know. She's just coming off as Leslie Jones, and that's all you're seeing. And honestly, I like Leslie Jones. I think she can be really funny. If you watch the um, – have you? I don't know if you've seen the SNL sketch where they do like a ghost hunters thing, and she's no. kind of like the skeptic that comes in, and like she's automatically scared by everything in the house. Like that – That's her timing on that is hilarious. Like well, the- she's got amazing timing. I just think the problem more or less is the writing in this movie just looks very generic. It doesn't well, look – it doesn't have that same improv feel as the as the movie, as the original movie. The thing with the trailer also is that, you know, as it being a trailer of a Paul Feig film, all of his trailers are never as good. Like the funniest parts are never in the trailers, which is always better if you're seeing the movie. So I feel like, like you know, the best parts of Spy, they didn't really put in the trailer. The Spy looked awful in those <laughs> yeah. trailers. Like when the car falls over, you're like – okay what the hell and like that movie's actually pretty funny and i think you know I, i'm 
waiting for the movie, but I don't think it was it was a weak trailer. It reminded me of the Pixels trailer, which a lot. Yeah, of that's exactly the feeling I but got while watching. The it. other the other thing is that's going to strike this movie out is since Ghostbusters, how many movies have tried to be Ghostbusters and failed? Evolution. And the only. Evo- yeah, evolution. I don't think um, that failed. I, I like that evolution one. is hilarious. I like, like that one a lot. But like none of them have done like except for like Men in Black, yeah. none of them have been as successful. And it's like when I was th- after the trailer, I was thinking like, you know, this is probably one of the hardest genres to do, like supernatural humor, because like most of the time it like fucking sucks. And, you know, I mean, frankly, maybe they should have gotten more of an action director. That probably was a, be a better idea. Like they should have asked Edgar Wright at least. Um, I, I I suggested James Gunn. James James after well, after Guardians he control. I don't think James. Wait, didn't James Gunn have like an idea for a Ghostbusters? Movie? I think he, he probably uh, Max Landis. Max Landis did. Well, of course, Max Landis has an idea for everything. You know? <laughs> Max Landis has many. Your mileage may vary with his ideas. <laughs> yeah. Who was the one you said that had an idea with um, uh, Audrey Plaza? As- oh no 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 no. Okay, so I I saw somebody suggest it was a commenter suggest a a James Gunn directed Ghostbusters with Aubrey Plaza as Kylie from Extreme Ghostbusters yes. as the as the Bill Murray-ish lead. And I I think Aubrey, you need somebody like an Aubrey Plaza to have that deadpan sarcasm that Bill Murray had. And you need maybe like, honestly, like, I also proposed this to my friend. Like, it's a shame that Emma Stone passed on this because I could have seen Emma Stone doing the 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 race dance character really well. Like, yeah, I could have seen did. her kind of being elated by everything and excited by everything going on. Like, Melissa McCarthy's a great actress. You know, I think I think she gets a bad rap because she's tried to rep or or I should say studios have tried to replicate um uh the success of Bridesmaids over and over again. But like I mean, like going back to like her on Gilmore Girls, she was really funny on that show. And yeah, like she, she just gets a really bad rap for being kind of like, you know, oh no, she's a silly fat person. Like she's not she's she's got more range than like a Chris Farley or a uh, or like a Jim Belushi Belushi or something like that. No. Like and I, I I differentiate between John and Jim because Jim Belushi did have range. Yeah, and Chris Farley wanted to expand off, uh, expand off just being the fat guy. Yeah, yeah. well, both of them did. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, she um, she works best when she's with Paul Feig, though. So if she's gonna, like, I think she could be good in this, but you see so little of her. It's like, how would you? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I gotta say, not a fan of the Chris Hemsworth casting. <laughs> I think that's really cheap, and and like, I don't understand. Like, was like, I, I get they're trying to subvert and like gender bend everything, but like, they kind of make him into like excess, like a sex symbol. But Janine wasn't like a sex symbol in the original movie. Like she, she was just Janine. Wait, hold up! Don't don't go too far with this. Right, maybe just for you, but Look, for me, Janine and and regular Janine. You know, are two different things. Hard to, I would, I would, I, I'm, I'm down with both. Mm-hmm. I think no, I think Annie Potts is a very cute woman. I, I did have a little bit of a crush on her, but like she wasn't like Hemsworth, like the, you know, like who's like, Maybe, a, like for me, she's my Hemsworth. So <laughs> she's your Hemsworth. Okay, if it works for you, then it works for you. I mean, I would. She could answer my phone any day. Oh, I agree. But I, I don't know. I, I kind of see where you're coming from, though. A lot of people are complaining about, like, how dare they use CGI. It's like, what else are they going to use? <laughs> this is modern day. What do you expect? It's yeah, like... it's, it, it is unfortunate that, you know, we're, we are kind of foregoing practical effects. But I, I did hear that a lot of the ghosts in the movie are um, 
they're people, like they're actual actors that they used practical effects on, mm-hmm. um, so and enhanced with CGI. But a lot of those ghosts in Times Square look like garbage. I mean, they had lights uh, strapped onto them to give the glowing effect, and they just enhance that to make them look more ghostly in the... Which is how you should do. It's really how you should approach CGI. It's not complete CGI. The ghosts are still pe- real people. That that first scene rubbed me the wrong way because it's clearly a remake of the first scene from the from the original movie and, uh, and then mixed with the sliming scene from the original movie. And I just automatically, I was like, well, you're already telling me that you have no new ideas. Like, that, that was my problem. Here's the weird thing, like, the trailer opens up with, like, 30 years ago, these people saved the city, and is this, like, a complete reboot, or is this in the same I don't universe? know, they haven't addressed that, that's the crazy thing. No, it, it's gonna be what they call a legacy sequel. A I, soft I, reboot? Or no, like, basically what Force Awakens was, like, where oh, yeah, it, soft, it's, it's I know, Bill Murray has a cameo, and I think he still has his talk show from 2, hmm. and, um, Ackroyd's in there. Um, and I, well, obviously Harold Ramis isn't, but, um, I, I'm not sure about Ernie Hudson, but he would jump like, in it. That guy, um, like he, I mean, he doesn't really have much of a career besides yeah. Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. No, and, like, Ernie Hudson's like a cable TV staple. He'll show up on shows all the time. I know, but like he, well, that's what I'm saying. He shows up the most, like anything that he can get. So like, I don't think he would be like, no, 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 I'm too big for Ghostbusters. Well, he, he was the only person who came out and said he wasn't for the female casting. Uh, yeah, okay. he, yeah, there was, I think, you know, I don't know. I, I, I've met him before. He's he's a pretty nice guy. Um, and he, he is very humble when you meet him. Like, he's just excited to meet, like, every single fan. I know that he was the only original, like, cast member from the movie that tried to be on the cartoon and got turned down. Oh. Yeah, they like, replaced oh, him with Arsenio. Yeah, he auditioned and, and didn't get his own character. <laughs> I mean, the only reason this is happening now, it's not essentially because of Jurassic World or something. It's because Bill Murray held it, stopped them from doing it for so long. And then they eventually came up with a way that they could get it to work finally. So, so it's, it's like, a movie made out of spite. <laughs> no, well, it's a movie they like he didn't want two to happen. And he eventually yeah. was nicer about it. Like Bill Murray. Look, Bill Murray took one for the team for a lot of years. But eventually they came up with a way where they didn't need to use him at all and came up with a script that was semi good enough because the other script sounded awful where like he was a ghost, Venkman was a ghost or there was a version in the nineties where like Ben Stiller and Chris Rock were going to be the new ghostbusters. Like also like this, this is, they've been trying and Chris Farley, I think this yep. has been in development for so long that like they eventually found one that they thought was going to work. I'm cu- curious if this will actually be good. I think it would be decent. I don't think it's going to be a home. It'll be like the first the newer Ninja Turtles, where people are like, that was fine, whatever, and hopefully the sequel will be better. <laughs> well, as long as it's better than Ghostbusters 2, it should be fine. Yeah, I mean, that's if, they, if they're if they at least better than Ghostbusters 2, but I, I don't I don't even know if it'll be that good. I mean, I, I don't... The, uh, I think I, I, it's really interesting. The history of it is really interesting because Ghostbusters 3 was a go at one point where mm-hmm. they had the original... Oh, no, no. It was a new cast with cameos from the original. It was a Harold Ramis script, but then he released um, Year One, that Jack Black, Michael Sarah movie, mm-hmm. and that destroyed Ghostbusters 3 for the longest time. Wow. So, like... Well, also, um, didn't a lot of Ghostbusters 3 script go into the video game? Which is, yes, like... Unofficially, the third movie. Yes. Yay. Yeah, that go. That game's awesome. Go play that game. I, I recommend that game. Everybody played that game when it came out. I think. But yeah, I mean, I guess I like sp- the movie Spy. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, 
I'm thinking it'll be at least acceptable or good, you know? Yeah, if it's if it's as good as Spy, but, yeah. you know, it's like, like, how good was the Spy trailer? Nobody really gave a shit about the quality of that. And we all saw Spy anyway, so it's I like, didn't. okay, well, Stev didn't. <laughs> Thanks for Stev's, <laughs> Stev saw How to Be Single instead, but yeah. the, I liked How to Be Single. No, actually, sorry, I just sorry. I saw your video; it was a good video. Thanks. But uh, uh, but you, but you know, it's just like don't get so upset about trailers because like the movie is going to be a completely different experience. You know. Also, keep in mind that most trailers are made with footage that's just comp- done at the moment. Yeah. Like, like, especially like the the action movies are ones that have like rely heavily on like CGI. Um, yeah. But whatever clips they're showing is just the clips that are done. Yeah. I think the thing that really did this movie in was the fact that they were promoting it for so long. This movie's been being promoted for two years now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, whether it was good exposure or bad exposure is irrelevant. I'm just tired of it now. Like, I, well, the-, the trailer came out, it was underwhelming. And, like, the movie is probably not going to live up to this two years of hype they've been building up. Well, the other thing I think that's the problem with. And- this is probably a problem with movies and entertainment in general is that you have a trailer that comes out and you have all these people who want to give an opinion who don't watch movie trailers, barely go to the movies, and suddenly you have to read their page and a half dissertation on this trailer. And I think that's what's hurting this movie is that just Ghostbusters is so big. And it's like Star Wars has the same problem, but it seems like people won't listen to those idiots but for some reason ghostbusters seems to have more idiots involved and it's just like taken over the whole conversation it's like it sucks i i i don't know i i think they they didn't cut a good trailer no No. did you see that recut somebody put up on reddit yeah that that wasn't a great i don't think (laughs) i think they're gonna have to make a better trailer by the beginning or end of may they need a new trailer like right away I just want to know if it's a sequel or if it's like completely like cutting off from the previous thing, or is it going to be like this loose canon where some elements happened, some didn't? Well, the original idea was it's a. I know I'm pretty sure it's a Lego sequel, but then there's before they do a sequel to this one, there was going to be one with was it Channing Tatum and Chris Pratt, and then uh, the Channing third one Tatum and Chris Pratt, correct? Yeah. yeah. And then it'll come together as like an Avengers type thing. Yeah, well, okay. So like, as much as I'm kind of like worried about Chris Pratt being like in every action movie, mm-hmm. um, I like him a lot as an actor. Like, I, I like seeing him on the screen. So like, if there was had to be a guy that was gonna be like, that's who I want to be a Ghostbuster. Yeah, I'm kind of okay with Chris Pratt. And I kind of like the idea of Channing Tatum being a really dumb Ghostbuster. Mm-hmm. I think that could be funny. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't think it necessarily needs to be an all-male cast or all-female cast. Because I think at one point they were talking about doing an all-male ca- uh, like yeah. Ghostbuster movie alongside this one. And then a video game and a comic book and all these other things that they want to do. It's just too much pl- – Aykroyd has way too much time on his hands is the moral of the story. Yeah. <laughs> like he has way too much time to plan all this stuff out to establish a universe with Ivan Reitman. Like there's just- even – I don't know if you know this. There is a studio now uh, called Ghost Core. And this is the studio that's going to be producing all these movies. Well, that's that's not too. If you're going to do an extended universe, that's pretty normal. But yeah, you should just know, worry about just his. Like, how much can you extend the Ghostbusters universe? Yeah. Like the characters are all the same. Yeah, well, not, and it's not all the characters are the same. It's just like the concept is so similar. And why is that to be in New York all the time? Like, surely other uh, parts of the world are being haunted. 
Like, let's do the other popular places, like Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the concept of Ghostbusters and, like, the fact that there's, like, an, somewhat an extended universe. Like, there's extreme Ghostbusters and, I guess, the IDW Ghostbusters. But um, uh, and then in the in the in the video game, they opened up more franchise, like they franchised the the company. Yeah. And yeah. so I think uh, Rookie, the character from that, went to Chicago. I think I don't know if Ghostbusters are as expendable and like you can do as much as like a superhero because it's they're they're all kind of doing the same thing. Exactly. Well, you'd have to do what Marvel does and make it each one a different genre, but I don't think Ghostbusters is its own genre. So that's the, that's problem. the problem. It's like the concept for each movie would be way too similar. Yeah. Like, there's just no way to get around unless you're like an incredible writer who has like the ability to really differentiate each movie, you know, enough to the fact to the point where I would want to spend money to watch each movie. I just don't think this is going to be a success, and it's a shame. Because Ghostbusters is one of those things that's kind of timeless, and you can put it in any time frame. Okay, okay. hear me out. Hear me out. It'll do well, though. Brand recognition. How about this? How about this? You have a Ghostbusters movie, you have a Scooby-Doo movie, and then you have a couple other other Ghost Hunter people, and then you make one giant Ghost Hunt movie. Danny Phantom. Uh Oh, Oh, Danny Phantom movie. Yeah! They could fight Danny Phantom and under, and then realize they misunderstood him all along. Oh, that, that'll be like the oh, Thor and Iron Man fight. Look, all I'm saying is that I want my Ghostbusters R.I.P.D. crossover, and, and that's going to happen. Oh, 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 honestly. I mean, what? Okay, okay, okay. Evolution. Bring in Filmation's Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh. I really, really wanted to Evolution and Ghostbusters crossover because it's like it's because they're Ghostbusters for aliens. Yeah. I love Evolution. No, Men in Black are the Ghostbusters for aliens. Yeah, Men in Black gets that, man. No, what should happen is like the end like the end of uh, Anchorman where all these guys just happen to meet up in the same park and just fight each other. Wait, I just got it. You know, you know, wait, this is this is epic. This is this is a- a million dollar idea. Yeah. All right, you know how Jump Street and Men in Black are becoming one franchise? Yeah, they're going to cross over? What? Okay, so, yes, they are. So, you know how Sony actually owns all three? So get Men in Black, Ghostbusters, and Jump Street to combine into one Uber franchise of three different things. And, and just they're all continue. comedy, so it works. Oh, yeah. my God. Sony, call me. I'm so <laughs> down for this. Jim, they've already thought about this. And they're no, they're, they're like, they're like, Jim's a genius. We're going to call him and give him a million dollars and a burrito. Damn. <laughs> I'm more excited about the burrito. I, I mean, the burrito, burrito like, it better be, plate. If, if it's a bad burrito, I'll just spit it out and go, <laughs> I'm going to Disney. Fuck you guys. Audrey Plaza as a Kylie would be great, but yeah. Nah, it'll never happen. I mean, maybe now that we've said it, they're they're already planning it. Please, just bring a, I don't know, a goth character in there. And she would totally, that's the great thing about her. She would totally be up for that. Yeah, she's Like, she would totally be up for that. I was, I guess my biggest upset uh, for this is the fact that they have an all-female cast and not one of them is Kylie Griffin. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the the first official female ghost, unless you count Janine. Janine was a Ghostbuster before Kylie. Janine's technically the first female Ghostbuster. Yeah. Kylie's the second, and then there's a third one that's in the comics. But uh, like, two two other. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is another one. You're right. There's one more. I don't wait. count the junior Ghostbusters either. Do, wait, does Annie Potts? Hey, that's just ageist, in? sir. That is ageist. <laughs> What's up, Jim? Is Annie Potts in the new one? No. No. Because no. I know they got Rick Moranis isn't in it. Yeah, he he opted out. Apparently, <laughs> apparently he's not retired. He's just really picky at what he does. Well, he w- he was retired, and then he unretired. 
basically. And they refuse to do it. And then he re-retired. And that's yeah. <laughs> because he, well, his, I think his wife died or something. No, his wife died. Know? He took care of his kids. That was like, yeah, he, oh. and, he, and like he was working on Little Giants. And he said, like, I kind of realized, like, wow, it's so fun to spend all this time with these kids. And he goes, wait, these aren't my kids. <laughs> and then he went, I need to retire. And then he did, um, he was a country singer for a while. Yeah, he, he hasn't he won or just been nominated for a Grammy? I I don't know, but I heard he's not. But he's probably been nominated for Juno, which is the Canadian Grammys. Okay. Let's see. Questions. If anybody has a question, be sure to start out with the word question so it's easier to find. So also post the question on the YouTube page in the first week this video is up or this podcast is up. Question one. Eddie W says, question. Do you prefer kids voice kids in cartoons or adults voice kids? Um, uh, I think your a- mileage may vary. Like, yeah. I think it's 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 very much like does the project call for kids to voice kids? Because there are some things where I I think the way the character is written is is very much that's what it depends on. Like in Gravity Falls, I don't think kids would have would have had the proper comedic timing or like developed you know enough comedy chops to pull off half of the stuff that you know Schwartzman uh, Schwartzman <laughs> say Schwartzman Jason Ritter and uh, Kristen Schaal did. Uh, so I think in that case, yeah. But in the case of something like. Um, I don't know, like I guess over the garden wall, like with Greg, like you needed a kid to voice that part because every line he put out was very like, you know, from the perspective of a kid, not you know, quoting pop culture and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that kid also had good timing. I mean, that he did. Kid. He was he's a very big exception to my rule. Because there's there's I think there's better adult voice actors who are well trained who can do that than kids who have good because there's so few kid actors who are any good. Like, I mean, the ones that are, you can name usually, you know, most of them are like a little too cutesy, you know. I would also say um, it depends on if it's a TV series versus a movie. A movie I can get away with finding a a talented kid like a Disney movie or something. That's true because that's that's actually that you bring that up is that Land Before Time, one of the reasons I love that movie is because oh, yeah. most most of the cast are actual kids, so it feels like it feels so much more realer because like, of that. That girl uh, who voiced Ducky, uh, oh. I don't want to really want to talk uh, about it. Why did you bring like, it up? Yeah, now you ruined my. I, I wanted to compliment her acting in that okay. because she 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 did really good in that, and then she did amazing in All Dogs Go to Heaven. Like she nailed every single one of her lines in that in, in All Dogs Go to Heaven. Like she was fantastic in that. Mm-hmm. I actually the girl who plays Sarah in Land Before Time I think is like really amazing. Like I think yeah. she's really good. But then if you have a if you have a kid voice actor in a TV series, especially one that goes long, you have the risk of uh, them going through puberty and aging up. Yeah. I always thought the girl who voiced Sarah uh, was the girl who voiced Helga and Hey Arnold, but they're two totally different no. people. I mean, Hey Arnold, I think had four different voice actors for Arnold. Yeah, they kept trying to keep them kids because they felt that they they but they wrote it in a way where kid like they wrote it how kids would talk. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't, you know, kids trying to do com- the comedy kind of came from them just being kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And growing up in that world and you know, the girl who voiced Helga was probably the only really consistent voice actor in that entire lineup. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think they kept her on one because she could keep doing that voice. 
And two, because she was just an incredible actor and they kept you know, expanding her role as the show went on. Yeah. Plus, didn't they do like an event or something where like they made the previous voice actors of Arnold like bullies or something? Like they kept them yes. on the show? Yes, what? yes. Uh, all, I think all of them became Torvalds at one point. Oh, wow. Wow. I mean, it's, it, it's kind of how you use the voice actors and what the project is. You know, it's not, I don't think there's a yes or no with this. Yeah, but personally for me, I would shoot, like, if I were to cast some kid for something, like, well, I mean, if I had a kid character and I needed a voice, like, I would go for the adult since that would be consistent. You know, they won't, their voices won't change over time. Because I'm, I'm watching Clarence right now, and uh, the voice of Jeff, like, he's going to puberty, and <laughs> it just sounds really weird when their voices start to yeah, change. Yeah, that kid. Their, yeah. Their, their character design remains the same. Like, they're not going to age, so it look, it's a little weird. That kid's also on the Goldbergs, that ABC show. Yeah. And the sec- when they when they went to the second season, I saw him like, oh, he's going through that stage of his life. So he's either going to get recast or they're going to have him go through puberty first or something. Mm. Like they're going to have to write, write either fire him or write their way around it. Yeah. Well, they, they have problems with that in movies where I think they had shot most of Harry Potter and then Daniel Radcliffe's in the first one, I think, and his voice changed a little bit, so they had to have him dub over all his lines. <laughs> yeah, interesting. I think I think an even more interesting one actually is the Sword in the Stone because Arthur is played by three kids. What? One of them went through puberty. The other one quit, and then the other one just voiced him. Like it's three different kids, but in what a weird mean? way, it emulates a kid going through puberty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. He does have that squeaky voice. Yeah. This reminds um, me. Um. Uh, remember that movie Mars Needs Moms by um yes. Robert uh, Robert Zemeckis? You know those yeah. those creepy motion capture films. Like yep. originally, uh, Seth Green. Yeah, Seth Green was gonna voice the little kid in the movie. Like th- they were even doing promotions because I saw him on like I think Conan or a talk show talking about doing the voice. But in the actual movie, they recasted him, and now it's a little kid doing the voice of of his character. Wait, who? But who did the movements? Did, were they? His did they recast him, or did they pitch his voice up? Oh no, they recasted him, and he did them. I believe Seth Green did do the movements. Oh jeez, I've heard of that because wasn't it wasn't in Deadpool? Colossus is played by like three different people. Hmm. It's like one for the voice, one for the motion, and something else. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I've heard something like that. I know it's at least two. Like the, you know, the guy, swapping out sorry. voice actors, uh, Ninja Turtles, the the new one. Like it must really suck to be the guy that had to act out all of Leonardo's things and then told he's gonna be the voice of Leonardo, and then they hired someone more famous. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> that. that hurts. Yeah, because he had to put on the turtle gear and all that, and actually do the hard work, and then. You just have what? What's his name from Jackass? Uh, Foxworthy? No. Yeah, that one. <laughs> That's the right Damn. name. Damn, <laughs> it's not fair. Homesarlight three thousand one says, "Question: What is a movie in development hell that you're interested in? Mine is that there was going to be a crazy taxi movie, but they couldn't think of a good plot. So they oh. did House of the Dead instead. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> which, which, by the way, I really like House of the Dead. I own that on DVD." Kind of wish they did make a crazy taxi movie because that would just reek of early 2000s, just bright neon colors and such. 
Yeah, but the, the one thing I the one thing I want to see brought out of development hell is the Akira movie, the live action U.S. remake. Because we know no, it, we know no. it's gonna suck. Just pull the trigger and do it. Just do it no. already. Uh, do it. No, no, it's no. gonna happen. Just do it now. No, Go. no, no. It's gonna sounds horrible. Suck. It's look, nothing's gonna save that movie. Just fucking, just pull the trigger and get it over with. But but uh, but, but let's just put it out of its misery. Put a pillow on its face and just like and act like it didn't happen. They could do. I'm trying to think of something in development hell that it'd be. I see. I still want Batman Year One to happen, even though that animated movie was so good. Um, I still kind of want uh, what Aaron. Darren Aronofsky's Batman Year One because mm-hmm. that's what they pitched before Batman Begins and it was going to be R-rated and I'm still like I wish that had happened because that sounds so fucking cool. Well, after but the, well there's going to be definitely more R-rated superhero yeah. movies. Well, they said that but the, everyone said that but then both Marvel and DC pretty much in the last week have been and even yeah Marvel and DC and Fox have all been like, eh, not right now. I mean, if it's like needs to be rated R, sure. Like Blade should be rated R. I th- was that rated R? I think I don't know. Well, what if what if it's because uh, they can't necessarily do it in theaters because because a big portion of superhero audience is kids. <laughs> but what if uh, they start making unrated versions on DVD, which yeah. might well, that, boost up DVD sales? That yeah. is what they're doing for Batman for Superman. There's going to be an R-rated cut, but apparently a lot of it isn't just punches and because apparently when you do action sequences mpaa is even like the uh, the intensity adds to the rating apparently which i didn't know and so a lot of the originally cut action sequences will be in the dvd or blu-ray and a lot of the fan service stuff will be in the dvd and blu like even more fan service stuff than there probably already is mm-hmm. so they are considering doing that with that movie but to my understanding like x-men apocalypse was too far along and civil war and all that stuff but like with the Marvel stuff, there's never a director's cut. Like usually everybody, when the movie's done, they all agree that's the best version. So, um, or that's at least what they tell us at this well, point. Well, wasn't Josh Whedon working on a director's cut of the Avengers well, 2? Well, that's the other thing with Marvel is, so you know that opening in uh, Civil War where he goes to see uh, Peg, uh, Agent Carter? Mm-hmm. Um, or in Winter Soldier. Did I say Civil War? I forget. Anyway, at the beginning of Winter Soldier, where they he sh- they do that scene, that was originally shot in the Avengers, and then they put that in Winter Soldier. So they've done that before, where they've shot a sequence for one movie, and then it ends up in a different movie. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably why they, Marvel does not want to do that, because they're like, well, yeah, but then we can use that shit later, and their contracts allow them to do um, How did we get on this? Movie stuck in development hell. Batman... The- Year one is like one of my bigger ones. Uh, Gary, do you have a m- movie that is trapped in development hell that you want to see finished? Uh, I feel like some of them have been finished and they weren't that good. I remember for a while they were going to make a crazy taxi movie. <laughs> That's what they um, mentioned. <laughs> uh, really? Seriously? Yeah, this is a commenter question m- mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I remember Seth Green was attached to it for a while, I think. Oh, no. What? Well, Why I think Green? he, I honestly. I would, I would, I would want him to play Axel. <laughs> I guess that could work, but he's not. He's too short, and he's not muscular like Axel at all. Oh, I, guess, I don't know. Is Axel muscular? I think he's kind of lean. For, for not for some reason, I don't know. Like, I guess that would make no sense. He's a taxi driver. What does he need to work out for? Yeah. Uh, Emma Stone as the I forget the girl's name. Gina. Yeah, 
and Dina, BD, Joe, and then Gus. Oh, actually, now that you bring it up, or not, not that I thought of it. Sorry, uh, Drew Goddard, who directed Cabin in the Woods and wrote um, The Martian. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to do a Daredevil movie, and it didn't happen. And then he was supposed to do the Daredevil TV show, and that didn't happen. So I, I actually kind of wanted to see his Daredevil. I thought that would have been cool. I, I kind of was upset that his movie never happened. Well, mm. That's not going to happen now due to Netflix. No, it's not. Hey, hey, come on over. Have some fun with Crazy Taxi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Faith Hickey, question, what do you think of all these old Disney movies being remade with more gritty and darker take? For me, I like the idea, but I wish it was animated instead of live action. Uh, I mean, I think it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. I mean, I I wish they just re-released them in theaters. I would love to have seen Sleeping Beauty in theaters or Cinderella or beauty and the beast or jungle book instead of this fucking crap like it's just i really don't like it like they uh, recently released a trailer for pete's dragon like you know that stupid looking fucking (laughs) dragon with the pink hair i actually i i'm more for them remaking stuff that nobody cares about like that's a movie like i have no nostalgia for i it wasn't a big part of my childhood and they picked out a weirder indie director rather than an indie director that made something your mom can watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm kind of, I'm down for that one more, but I'm sure they'll make it a typical Disney thing and it won't be that good. But as of right now, I'm I'm curious, you know. Oh, but also The Jungle Book, which I, isn't that by the guy who directed Iron Man? Yeah, John Favreau. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe he went on, he said that this is going to be his avatar, which I'm like, you mean Shyamalan's avatar? No. <laughs> He 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 did a big. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, it, it took me like a half second to like click the joke. He did this big show for the press where he um, showed off footage and said the reason he wanted to do a technology movie was because of Avatar and Gravity. And I was like, dude, your movie's not going to be as good as either of those fucking things. Like, Aww. like don't don't kid yourself. I just I have no wow, faith in that rude. one. Well, it's just come on, like. Like the thing, you'll never be as good as them. Well, here's the thing, Favreau. Name me one good movie he has made with special effects since the first Iron Man. They have all fucking stunk up the place. Iron Man two sucked. Cowboys and Aliens sucked. I mean, it's like, I, how many times am I going to act like he's going to be a big director? It's just, it's not happening. Like he Aww. needs to. Iron Man is in a, one of the best Marvel movies. It's a great movie, but he's just never followed it up. I like Chef though, but it's just this one. <laughs> Chef this, had a lot of CGI in it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I was leaving this. I said CGI because I like Chef, but you're, F- Favreau, Jungle Book, like I'll see it, but I'm my expectations are so low after fucking Cowboys and Aliens stunk up them. You're such a dream crusher, Jim. What? I'm just look. I need to be real with Favreau. He's <laughs> wasting his time. He needs to he needs to get up, start cleaning the apartment, get a, a better damn job. I mean, it's just like. <sighs> Wait, what were and we if you guys about? want to call me back, if you guys want to call me back on my computer, it's it's up now. Hang on. Eh, it's fine now. Are you sure? Are you sure? Fine. I sound okay. Let's just yeah. let's just ride this train home. We're almost okay. Done. That's that's fine. Yeah. 
the new Jungle Book, the new grim, dark action Jungle Book. It's so stupid. It's, it's grim, dark, like the shit I'm going to take on it after I see it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, what, what the fuck happened to, um, I, I forget how the songs go. Shit. Um, you know the song with the 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 bear. Bear necessities. Oh, bear necessities. Bear necessities. Are, are they gonna do like? I'm pretty sure the trailer has like a like a a creepy version of the bear necessities. It, it has a, a slower one, yeah. It yeah, does. yeah, yeah like yeah. a whistle version of it, but it's yeah, it slow does. whistle. Oh god, fucking shit. Well, <laughs> shit, you know man. what? You know it. Fuck apparently, everything. what I've heard about the footage. Of- people have seen is that Mowgli is the worst part and I was like oh that's not an essential element so this should be fine nobody wants to see a little kid in his underwear for two hours unless you're a fucking weirdo that's why the Astro Boy movie failed and they're making a new Astro Boy movie what they're making they're remaking Astro Boy as a live action movie are butt rockets involved this time? Because if they're not, uh, I don't know. But I don't know. <laughs> butt rockets is the Asher boy, as Mowgli was to Jungle Book. That's what I'm hearing. Also, also, I, I thought of, I thought, of, I, I, I actually wanted to say this on the other question, but it's not. I don't think it was ever being planned on being being made. But I really want them to make a, a Jet Set movie. Uh, I think that'd be really cool. A Jet Set jet Radio. Set radio? Yeah. Jet Set Radio. I think it'd be really cool to make a movie uh based off jet set with the guy i think you need you could you could use the guy he directed sky captain because he had that unique kind of weird style he ain't doing shit no, yeah. i know i know i know but i think i think he had a kind of like unique enough eye to do something that kind of like that i know i would want scott pilgrim's director yeah uh, and you're see. right i don't know i i would want it to look like that movie um what's it called uh uh, the movie with Keanu, the Keanu Reeves. Scanner uh, Darkly, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, yeah, oh. like I would want to look like a Scanner Darkly. It's oh. rotoscoped with it, so it's cel-shaded like the game is. I don't know. If yeah, exactly. I don't know if that director, uh, Richard Linkletter, I feel like he's he used to be a little more experimental, but after Boyhood, I heard he's kind of resigning to doing more realistic stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. I could totally see him. I, I could see, if you've ever seen Slacker, I could yeah. see him doing a jet. Set. I could see him doing a jet set movie. No, it's like, very easily. I, yeah. I like that link letter, but I've heard from other things all the stuff he's developing. It seems like he's like no more experimental link letter, just like the down home Texas like sh- slow story kind of guy. Instead of well, the- I liked I liked Bernie a lot, so more of that would be fine. No. The- that's, I mean, I like him. I just, I, I miss the Scanner Darkly guy. I like the guy where you'd be like, what's this Waking Life? I'll see it, you know? Yeah. Because so, Waking Life's kind of weird. I mean, I guess like a, a Jet Set Radio movie would be on the level of a Vin Diesel's Triple X where it's just an action movie but mixed in with all these stupid extreme sports crap. <laughs> Do you guys see Triple X? No, I, ha- I saw it so long ago, but it's coming back. I have a story. I have a story. Triple X is a product of the early 2000s. It's the most it extreme bullshit. Did you see the first ever. time they tried to sequelize it? It was horrible. Yeah, with Ice Cube. Oh, I did see that. I want to say where I saw Triple X. I saw it on Toon Disney. What? Yeah, yeah. Whoa, no, no, what? No what? No joke. No joke. Um, the first like 15 minutes, it was between, like between commercial breaks of I think it was Toy Story or something, but it was uh, they someone put in the wrong tape. <laughs> Wait, how, how long did they let that play 15 minutes until the commercial break wow i'm not joking it happened i just remember watching it and like I, I, if i search this online will i find something about this I, I don't know but i remember seeing it i had i had the drag tv toon disney and triple x aired 
See, that's that's one of the cool things that like TV could always do that the internet can't. Is that like suddenly you just think you're watching one show and they put in the wrong tape and you're like, what the fuck is it's, this? It's What's like that. It, I mean, like TV used to be very unpredictable like that. You had like the Max Hedrum guy come on TV like out of nowhere. Like oh, I, I that, kind of well, missed that, that TV hack thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's once in a lifetime. Yeah, that's that don't happen every day. Well, it happened twice in the 80s. It happened once with the Max Hedrum and then another guy. Uh, blacked out a pro, uh, like a broadcast of an HBO movie and kind of said <laughs> told them to go fuck themselves. Oh, that's true. But that guy got caught. Yeah, and he apologized for it. Max Headroom, he had to. They they still don't know what happened to him. That is the creepiest part about that whole thing. He's still out there. He's still out there. They thought they had found him for a bit, but apparently that went nowhere. Probably behind a dumpster doing heroin, but he's still out there. <laughs> he is. Well, if you're going to do heroin, might as well be behind a dumpster. Yeah, that's where you belong. I mean, that's that's the best place to do heroin. Fancif Fox, can you give my friend Carter a shout out? He loves this webcomic Loki IRL, but hates the podcast. <laughs> no. All right. That's, the, that's my favorite question. Sinam Sem Seaton, ever watched a cartoon that was influential? but then notice it wasn't necessarily good. Oh, I, have uh, a, I have a really good one for this, actually. Which um, one? Uh, Prince Ahmed. Is that it? Yeah, the, I know exactly okay. what you're talking about. So I was talking to a bunch of animators about how important that film was. We're all like, God, because it's like the first animated feature film. And everyone's like, it's so important. It's so influential. It is a must-see for every... And we were like talking like this for like 15 minutes, like how important it was. And then I was like... And I, I like I waited and I went, but you know the thing with it is it's like kind of super boring. And everyone went, oh god, I've never stayed awake through that thing. Like it's so fucking boring. <laughs> like everyone is like, I fall asleep every time I watch that. I was like, that's to me is the the that's the most influential animated thing that I don't know anyone who stayed awake during. But it's like the most influential thing ever. <laughs> I think. And, <laughs> Everyone I've talked to about it has said the same thing. Go, oh, it's boring as shit, but you should absolutely see it once. <laughs> uh, I I think um, I'm gonna probably piss off a lot of people, but um, I really didn't like Princess Mononoke. Like I I was I found I, it might have been because I was watching it in class and like I don't know it just didn't connect with me. I tend to like Miyazaki more when he's doing more down to earth stuff like slice of life stuff like. Kiki is still probably my favorite movie by him. Oh, um, Kiki's Delivery Story is, in my opinion, it's his best one. No, that's yeah, I, yeah. Oh wow, I'm glad we all agree on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, Princess Mononoke just seemed overly preachy and boring. Like I just kind of sat there. I'm like, I just felt like I was being lectured while watching it, and that's the worst kind of thing that could do happen you, in a movie you, to me. Do you like? Do you like Nausicaa? Uh, Valley of the Wind. Yeah. I yeah, but only because I like the designs better in that movie. Oh, okay. So you're more of a you like 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 more of the character ones, less of the epic saga ones. Exactly. Yeah, I like. Are you, I like. Are you, uh, are you more of a Takahata person? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I when it comes to anime movies, I tend to like a lot of the newer guys better. Like I, who's the guy who directed Girl Who Left Through Time? Because uh, I like that guy a lot. I, he had the new one, The Boy in the Beast. But I don't yeah, think. and it's only playing in Pennsylvania, like Connecticut or something. No, like, it's playing <laughs> in New York. I saw it. Oh, it is? It's at the, yeah, it's at the 
Chelsea Clearview, and it's at the Angelica, and it's at the Bedbug Theater. I'm not telling everyone. <laughs> the Bedbug. I knew exactly what you were you talking know what, about. When you're you know what I'm talking about. But it's at the the other two. I know I saw it there. I think it's playing at least till Thursday. I don't know after that. Though. Okay, I'll have to make uh, plans to go see it then for sure. Um, but I like him like – when it comes to anime movies, I like I like newer guys like that. I feel like their ideas, like the, in terms of anime, like the ideas to seem to be constantly fresh in terms of anime, like anime features. Um, that guy who directed, uh, I can't remember his name. I'm sorry, somebody can correct me in the comments. But like, uh, like I I like the girl left two times. Summer Wars is fantastic, even though it's only the Digimon movie, basically. Um, and then uh, he did another one. Did he do Paprika? He didn't no. do Paprika, right? Okay, no, that one's wasn't. really good too. Um, but I, I don't know, Miyazaki, I, I, like, I love a lot of his stuff, but I, I, I find a lot of his stuff is kind of like, it's not that it's not important, obviously, cause it is, but like, I don't know. I, I, it's never clicked with me as much as some other directors. Mm-hmm. I mean, it did, it did kill the guy who did, um, Whisper of the Heart. So <laughs> no, it did. Cause they, over, he overworked and he had a heart attack and it was, that was yeah. his last movie. Dope. Sorry to bring everything down yeah so <laughs> Steph? I guess does steph, steph does steph have one can, yeah uh, we, we can't end on a, a depressing note like that sorry sorry hmm. i can't think of him on top of my head to be honest um Toy Story 3. Oh, I don't, Toy Story 3? What the fuck did you say? Well, the one that popped up was another Miyazaki film, and I'm really scared to say my opinion on that one because I know that it was actually Just do it. Just do it. I did, I did mine. It? Don't be Nobody cares. I didn't care for My Neighbor Totoro. Whoa. Like, I thought it was cute. No, no, no. Stop. I thought it was really cute. <laughs> and I get, and I get, I get, this fucker probably didn't like Grave of the Fireflies. Get him off. No, I'm just kidding. Wait, what? <laughs> my, my neighbor Torcho never gave back my lawnmower. Wait, Grave, Grave of the Fireflies is another. It's not a Miyazaki movie, but like it was double billed with that. So that's oh. why I brought it. See, like, I, I know I know my problem, and it's a personal problem, is that I saw my neighbor Totoro like two years ago. So I didn't get to see it through the magical eyes of a kid. And <laughs> yeah. And so, like, it, to me, it was just kind of, like, a relatively boring but cute movie. I could see where, like, the, the colorfulness of it and the cuteness of it would have kept me entertained the entire time. And if I had nostalgia for it, I would probably be, like, on the same boat as everyone else. But, yeah. like, um, but as an adult, I mean, you know, just I'm, I'm getting choked up here. I'm like, I'm, someone's already killing me with their mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Go finish your thought now. <laughs> so what you're saying is only stupid kids like Tordoro. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much okay. That, that's that's Steb's uh, criticism. You have to be a stupid child to enjoy Tortoro. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I was gonna say tying back to Troma. We were the first company to release Totoro in America. What? Yeah. Uh, tr- yeah. Troma. Troma and 20th Century Fox did a joint venture where we uh, released Troma. Uh, we released uh, Totoro. Under the, it was I can't remember the name of the studio, but it wasn't Troma. We were like a division of Troma, and I'm I, I'm I'm butchering this. And anybody who listens to this is gonna kill me. I want to, and I'm not gonna try to say it because I'm gonna mess it up. But uh, we were we we tried doing family films for a while, and um, I don't know. I guess it didn't didn't really catch on. But uh, it's really cool because like I think a lot of people actually prefer the Troma dub. It's not. I don't think we actually dubbed it or anything. Fox was the one who dubbed it. But um, a lot of people prefer the Fox dub uh, to the Disney dub. That's so. right, because half of Miyazaki films have two dubs now. Like, Kiki's yeah. yes. Service has, like, four. I mean, like, there's there's one that's distinctly different that was only aired in, like, like plane rides. Like, it was, like, an on-flight movie. 
Yeah. Then there's the Disney one, and then every time Disney releases it, they always edit the cut, and it pisses me off because I like the one as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like the, the they released it on DVD and changed the English songs that was written for the English release to the Japanese songs, and that's the only difference. And then the Blu-ray version that I bought, they cut out a lot of Gigi's lines because they were originally improv by Phil Hartman. And oh, uh, the Gigi lines are great though. They're the, the best I think Phil ones. Yeah. yeah, my Kiki. <laughs> it's <laughs> Kiki. It's me. <laughs> if you fight a white cat in here, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. Kiki is definitely Miyazaki's best. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think well, that's the consensus it's up here. There. Mm-hmm. I pulled that yeah. and Spirited Away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There you go. There you oh, go. That's the one I actually. Oh, that's the only one I saw in full when I was younger. That's on like a on a VHS. Okay. <laughs> it went on a no, not on Disney Channel, but like on a. We we were. I was in the back of the car, and we we put like a not a TV built for cars, but like a a regular TV, a tiny one, and just shoved it in the middle. That's what I did when I was a kid. <laughs> Wait, exactly that's, what that, we did. did you bungee funny. cord it? Like you, bun- you bungee corded it to the dashboard or something? Like, Pretty that's much. What the- but, well, it was in yeah. the back seat, but yeah, it was a six-hour car ride to Me- Mexico, and <laughs> that's how I saw Spirited Away. Wait, that's funny because it's that movie because the beginning and end with her in the back seat yeah. of the car. That's the in- an interesting way to see Spirited Away. Yeah, oh, wow, Jim getting really deep there. Yeah. Sorry, really I've seen Spirit Away a lot movie. of times. No, I was complimenting yeah. you, dude. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. thank you. It's actually really mm-hmm. fascinating. I mean, I did briefly see Kiki's Delivery Service on Disney Channel years ago, but also there was that time where uh, my dad was watching TV and he said, Pan, get in here, and I do, and on TV is like a documentary about animation and they're showing footage of... The raccoon movie with the balls. Oh, Pompoco. Oh. Pompoco. Yeah. yeah. So he was just laughing his ass off at those raccoons with balls. Well, they're not actually <laughs> raccoons. They're like something else. They're t- but... tanukis. They're tanukis. Yeah. Yeah. But they were they were re- they were in the American dub. They're raccoons, and they're not. It's not their balls. It's their pouches. Oh yeah, sure. But we'll go. Sure. With that. Yeah. Okay, America. I mean, it's here's awesome. the thing: is is. Miyazaki is a better director for America because Takahata can get fucking weird. And <laughs> that's like Pompoko is is like Takahata didn't give no shits towards the end of his Did Takahata career. do that one about the family? Like the like the really weird, yes. like oddly drawn one? Okay, yeah. Yes, that, right. that was his last. This, that was the one before uh, uh, the last one. Princess okay. What's-Her-Face. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I also like the one I also like the Ghibli movie that was done by like the interns or whatever like it was it wasn't about the interns it was done like it oh, was the Ocean one. Waves yes I love that one Ocean Waves is good it, it was a TV thing and the interns kind of fucked it up and the, <laughs> the people had go, to come TV. and fix it yeah it was a TV movie and it's kind of obscure I've I like that one. It's it's a little too only yesterday. Like that's the kind of problem. I, I would much I, rather. I tend to like things. yeah. I tend to like character heavy stuff. Like for failing upward from a writing perspective is probably based more off slice of life anime than like American sitcoms. But like it's definitely done in a sitcomy style. Um, but yeah, I love those slice of life animes. It's especially Girl Who Left Through Time, even though that has fantasy elements. Like the way those characters interact and like the way they act is very real. And I like that. That scene where she breaks down and cries is like, oh, man, I get like chills just watching that. Like it's it's perfect. I love it. Mm-hmm. So is this the end of the podcast? 
I think so. Yeah, I guess so. We'll have links in the description for uh, the Troma Animation Fest, was it? Troma Animated. And I also just liked Troma Animated Film Festival. And I also just like to add, because I didn't really get to talk about it last time I was on the podcast, but in terms of Failing Upward, uh, everybody should go check out the artist who does Failing Upward. Uh, his name is uh, Nick, and he has a Tumblr. It's Omelet County. Um, yeah, definitely Omelet County at t- on Tumblr. Uh, he, his art's great. Yeah. Link, we'll link it in the description. And then, um, yeah, I, I mean, we went this entire podcast without saying that me and Stev worked on Failing Upward together. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, was, <laughs> I was one of the original artists to uh, help, like, uh, draw stuff. So next video is going to be a review of Mega Man, uh, the TV series, the episode with furries. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Yay. At least it's not the Captain N Mega Man. No. Mega, 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 Mega. Sing us, sing us out, Emily. Yay, and Stephanie. Started at the age of four. My mother went to the grocery store. Went sneaking through the bedroom door. To find something in a size four. Sugar and spice and everything nice wasn't made for only girls. G.I. Joe and Penny Ho is making room for the one and only King for a Day. Princess by Dawn. King for a Day in a leather thong. King for a Day. Princess by Dawn. Just wait till all the guys get a load of me. My daddy threw me in therapy. He thinks I'm not a real man. What's the dragon drag queen? Don't, Don't knock it until you tried it. Sugar and spice and everything nice wasn't made for only girls.